0: you would think the Philadelphia Flyers podcast I'm your host Kyle Collinson and joining me today is the one and only Mr. Kevin Garso how are you bud I'm doing
1: well how are you
0: oh man uh, we lost three or four to the devils how do you think I'm doing <laughs> so we started just to... pull
1: wow you took two seconds for me to pull up a new banner look at yeah, this oh, we're ready we to start... go three straight to the devils how yeah, about we, it we,
0: we start today right off the bat we know what we're talking about if you're listening to this podcast feel the excitement if you're listening to this podcast you know how bad this team is. You were watching these games. That's if you're it. still listening to this podcast at the end of this season, with the garbage team that this organization has put on the ice, then you watch these devils games this week. So we really don't need to tell you about it, but we're here to break it down anyway. <laughs> did the Flyers oh, win? A I wouldn't period say break it, it down. What's did, the that? Flyers win, did the Flyers win a period this week? Against the Devils,
1: by the way, Claude Giroux won an individual period. (laughs) Claude Giroux won the last five minutes of the third period, seconds on Sunday. That was winning a period.
0: Other than that, probably Claude Giroux won a shift, and the Flyers got a win (laughs) because of it, and that's about it. So we're sitting here, technically eight days left in the regular season for the Philadelphia Flyers at this moment. They they can't come fast enough. uh, Yeah, I've never in my life been this excited for a season to end. Did you see the Bill
1: Meltzer tweet from last night about how they're literally? Look, we all know that realistically, truth be told, as bad as this season has been, points wise, it is not the worst season they've ever had. Right? Like, no, they had a stretch up until March where it's like, oh yeah, they're a decent team, they're in the playoff picture, and then it all crumbles and falls apart, and they, I mean, they really turned into a bad team. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> they're not but just they're, a little but, disappointing.
1: But their points Bad. percent, like their points percentage, is legitimately five hundred. Yep. So it it doesn't qualify with the 06-07 season where you were the dead last team
0: in the league. Yeah, but I'd love From to compare. Point... I'd love to compare the record since March first. How's what, that oh, points percentage I'd, going? <laughs> it's hard to compare records because of the number of
1: games. That's also part of the problem. Right. But the goals against average for the, as a team. For both years is near identical, and this year's team has a shot to surpass that. Especially Who when the you are On that team, do you know? You know, in, o- in
0: 0-6-0-7, No, I can look it up real quick, but.
1: No, I I can t- I know how oh six oh seven ended, or oh seven oh eight. You know, 06-07, because oh seven oh eight they ended up re- revitalizing themselves and they came back. They actually went to the conference finals that year, if you can believe it. Um, the no. goalie at the the goalie at the end of the season was Marty Biron, because they made that deal. Then signed him, and he was the goalie in the playoffs the next year. But at the beginning of the year, I'm not
0: really entirely sure. Okay, so your goalies on that team. Let's see if we can. find Was Nidamaki a goalie? Antero Nidamaki was on that team. Michael Holik okay, was one. on that team. Martin. Hull, That's ironic as hell. Um, Robert Esch was on that team, and Martin Biron was on that team. Those were your four major goalies you used that year. Okay, so basically,
1: it was the last chapter of Esch because Esch was the goalie who helped you. To a conference final within the game of the Stanley Cup final four.
0: It, yeah, it was. It was. Ninomaki was kind of like this.
1: Was, bad. was this newcomer. Like Ninomaki had won a Calder Cup with the Phantoms the year before, the, like the year of the lockout. So he was being regarded as like this next guy coming in. He had played he a little bit at right. the NHL level, like, and I I believe if I'm not mistaken. One of those years, it might have been 06, like 05, 06. The Flyers were an okay team. They made the playoffs. They didn't win the first round, but they were an okay team. Nitimaki, I think, he wasn't the goalie that year, I don't believe, like in the playoffs, but he was in the Olympics for right. Finland. Right. And I do Finland went, that. Or, 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 yeah, I think. And they went all the way, like, everybody's focused on that team because everybody looks for the superstar power. Right. was Peter Forsberg's on that team. And Sweden played Finland in the Olymp- in the gold medal game that year. It was not a Canada U.S. game. It was a really weird year for the for the hockey in the Olympics because of the fact that it was two teams like that. Not to say they don't produce a lot of great talent, especially when you have NHL players
0: going. But they're but they're not your, your powerhouse. You don't expect that to be your gold medal game.
1: It's not. A, you don't expect exactly. You don't expect it to be the gold medal game because you, you expect, expect that to be the to be bronze medal game. While,
0: while Canada and the U.S. are playing for gold
1: or you sit there and you go Canada and the US are going to play one of them. Like if you had Sweden against Canada, you'd go, that makes sense. It's Canada and Sweden. Okay. You you'd sit there and say Canada Finland, US Finland, whatever. It does like but usually one of those two gigantic powerhouses is there and when and when they both weren't, almost it was, always. It was it's it's, it's really shocking. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, the game has and changed I think now because got until a lot you, of
0: credit for that run.
1: Yeah, exactly. So there was a reason like to look at this and go wow, what a what a what a year, like all that stuff. So he was getting attention and then
0: then it turned out he wasn't very good. Is it
1: well, is then, it any um, wonder?
0: You look at these four goalies, right? Robert Ash, and Terunita Martin Biron, and Michael now, Layton. Now,
1: now Michael it, Layton's interesting because Michael Layton I guess, I mean, do you still have the roster up? I, I believe so, yeah. Like cuz I I assume you're looking at hockey reference, which yeah. makes it easy.
0: Yeah. What uh, was, how old was boom
1: Mike? Boom. How old was Michael Layton that year? Because that was had to be early Michael Layton. Like Michael Layton was probably in his twenties. Uh,
0: Michael Layton that year was doo, 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 where is he? Twenty five. He was very young. All right. So there you go.
1: So like four years later, when he's tw- when he's twenty eight, twenty nine years old, and the third, like the third guy of choice or the second guy of choice to be ru- helping a team on a Stanley Cup run. You know what I mean? Like. Because it makes it, it makes a lot of sense too. Because Michael Layton had like he's got like AHL records and things like that for like he playoff does. games he and does. things like. He
0: like, He uh, I believe he has records like for been most saves in a game.
1: It feels like he's been around forever, right? right? Like he, it really feels like he's been around forever. But when you think about how in 2007 he's 25, you know, it, like it sets the stage for the fact that in 2018
0: he's still around because he's 37. Right, you're expecting him at this point. You, if things work out well, he is now Brian Elliott, right? Ushering just in about, Hart. yeah. And,
1: and then, no, and then, and then, be- and then, and B- then, Biron was the trade acquisition that was made that basically was supposed to, and it, it actually turned out to work this way because that off season was Biron came in and signed to be the goalie, so he came in, got a starting job from Buffalo. craft. yes, from Buffalo, and then that off season. They go out and they get th- – that offseason was huge for them, and it was before – I mean, it wasn't before salary cap per se, but it was with all of this, like, you had to be creative with how you went about doing things. So they went out and they got they got Jason Smith and Joffrey Lupel, I believe, both from Edmonton at the time. They got Kimo Tiemann and Scott Hartnell from Nashville in, in basically trade and sign – because yep. they traded for their rights and then signed them. They signed Danny Briere in the offseason. And next thing you know, you just added six new faces to a lineup that needed a complete new injection of players. Well, that actually and... brings
0: me really nicely to a little trivia question. Oh, good. I love so trivia. That 6 team, yes. the leading scorer was Simone Gagné, 68 points in 76 games. Okay. Who was second? Well...
1: There's a couple guys who come to mind so I'm trying to think Peter about this.
0: Peter Forsberg was hurt, hurt the whole year, it wasn't him. 40 games, 40 goals. Peter 40 Forsberg points. was also uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Peter Forsberg was traded at the end of that year too. I that was the
1: so, year yeah. they got Ryan Parent and uh, like a pick. Yeah. well
0: he only he only played 40 games. Which that I year. believe which I believe if I'm not mistaken. Game.
1: Which if I believe I'm, and I'm not if I'm not mistaken, they then traded the pick they got in the Forsberg deal back to Nashville to get teaming in and Hartnell.
0: That's really funny.
1: Which, or, or at least it was part of the package that went back. So that this way they got, the, and they ended up with two guys who, from a franchise standpoint, are beloved. People Absolutely. love those two guys. Hart, uh, um, Scott
0: Hartnell's on the TV broadcast half the time these days,
1: and does a decent job. I really like him in studio. I do. From I don't love him in the booth as a, as a desk guy on the pre and post and all that. I like I, him.
0: I think I, – I, I agree with you. Um, I, I have think...
1: one problem with him, actually, I will address. And it's I... not and it's not to be, like, a downer on him. Like, I'm not saying he's not good at what right. he does and things like that. Sure. The thing I don't like – because I, I like him on NHL Network, too. When he's done NHL Network, you open up the horizon, right? Like, you broaden your view and you have to talk about so many different players and it makes a lot of sense. When they put him on this Flyers broad- broadcast and maybe it's a sign of what the team still is – I really don't want to hear a guy on the broadcast, and obviously I do hear it when I'm watching the games from home, like doing the road games, because I, I don't, I look, I don't hear anything that's going on during the home games. Right. I don't, and I'm not worried about it. But he, he still knows too many guys.
0: Like I think that's fair. The, He's got the too many buddies like, on the team,
1: and it's not, and it's not a big deal to sit there and and call Claude Giroux G on that in that sense because he'll say his name and then he'll kind of abbreviate it from there. But the, you this, can't call
0: Jake Voracek Jakey.
1: Right like, like I can't take that I'm sorry it. It's like I, I don't I, And I get it From the time Like when you were in that locker room That's exactly how things it, yep. Yeah It's Jakey made a good play And that's Like no problems with that at all When you're the player That's how it works That's the hockey Locker room camaraderie
0: I like but Scott I Hartnell a lot But I can't take it On the broadcast right now I like Scott Hartnell a lot I think you're right I think he's probably better In the studio Where uh, producers can kind of Keep a little bit of a Tighter rein on him In that aspect Um. I think as the years pass and Jim Jackson needs a new color commentator, I think Scott Hartnell's a fantastic guy to fill into that role kind of as the next generation. But I don't think they want to get rid of I don't Keith either. Jones either. Like, I don't I, either. I, I think When that... Keith Jones is ready to move on, and I think Keith Jones is good enough to get a national job whenever he wants, if that role becomes empty, I don't mind Scott Hartnell jumping in there. I would prefer well if that would happen after that, his teammates ha- his previous teammates have moved on.
1: That's actually a very valid question too because here's the thing. Keith Jones has been able to bounce back and forth for a good reason too da-na-na, because da-na-na. Well that yeah you're you're starting to get to where I'm going with this because it makes plenty of sense it makes all the sense in the world to say you work for an NBC local you do jump over to the National every so often, but at the end of the day, whether you're working the Flyers game on an NBC regional or you're working the NHL on NBC Sunday afternoon or Wednesday night hockey game, right, it doesn't make a difference. It's still on NBC.
0: Well, and it turns out that's not going to happen very often. So if longer.
1: ESPN comes calling and says, we want to offer you a studio job. And by the way, they have a fly? bigger
0: checkbook than NBC has.
1: Or even TNT. I mean, TNT is the same thing. That's a new. I, d- we didn't talk about that last week either.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say I don't believe we've mentioned it since uh, since our last show, but TNT has come out and gotten the other half of the broadcasting rights. Basically, and I don't look.
1: I don't feel like they're not. I have going to go deal with. It's the same. It's not the same structure. Obviously, it's they're different details, but Like the point is, is that they'll get exclusive national games. They'll be hosting. One conference final in the playoffs. They'll have the Stanley Cup final. Three They'll out have three seven of the years. seven Stanley
0: Cup finals. Right.
1: Right. And ESPN has the other four. That's fine. It doesn't make a difference to me. Bottom line being, look at this. You know, th- I mean, first of all, they are they did come out of left field. Let's be real. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, Turner's nobody never really really shown them. an
0: interest in hockey.
1: And not only that, but it was like I don't think you expected. Look, if if CBS was the team, or like was the was the network, or uh, Fox was the network, and you had to compete with something else that was a major, like with Fox, you're competing with baseball, you're competing with football. With CBS, it's almost the same thing. It's it's golf, it's football, it's NCAA tournament stuff.
0: Remember and that time they you... put? Remember that time they put playoff games on the golf channel?
1: Because it's an NBC
0: NC <laughs> Yep, <it's>, I
1: know. <laughs> Well, that's why it ma- see, that's actually why Turner makes a lot of sense, though, because Turner is Absolutely. TNT, TBS, True TV, and you go, you've got multiple networks. I go can't, for
0: it. I can't wait to watch the Eastern Conference Finals on Turner Classic Movies. No, I will, it,
1: it won't go that far.
0: But hey, listen, it would be really cool if they showed some retro games on Turner Classic Movies. Come on now. Show me some black uh, and white Stanley Cup that, games. You
1: know what? That honestly would be interesting. Like, you could do that and tie I, it in a I want two bit, things. But...
0: I want black and white playoff games from the 70s, 60s, 50s, whatever, 40s. And I want the documentary about the Flyers against the Soviet Red Army. I want both of those um, things on Turner Classic movies.
1: If you want the black and white games, you're probably back in the sixties at that point because even even the Bobby Orgel from the nineteen seventy Cup final is in color. Right. And uh, I've is it, like, was it in
0: was it in color video or was that a picture? No, there's vid- there's video. Oh, okay, you're right.
1: Because they've showed first of all, they've showed documentaries of it. They did like a uh Big Bad big I think it was uh, called right, Big right, Bad right, and right, Bobby or something like that, and that was the doc that was the doc on it, but they've also and like NHL network does, this, and and that was another conversation that came up in like the media availability for that was what what's going to happen with the NHL network now and like what what direction is that going I have a feeling like it's going to get
0: folded into ESPN plus
1: I sure hope not though because it it still has a purpose as a network channel and and I, it, I'm not sure I,
0: if you've used ESPN plus I've used it plus on is occasion great I It's very good.
1: It I still think I like the layout of it. I think it's easy to navigate. I'm not thrilled with the performance of it per se just yet. Like I feel like they Depending need to iron the state. Like it's about equal to me. Like I sit there and I, like <laughs> and enough. look, that could that could be that could be that could be half be my signal as much as it is, you know, the actual app itself. But like it's depends on what it is. Like I've I've gone on an ESPN plus or ESPN three, sometimes whatever they want to call it. ESPNu, <laughs> no, ESPNu is actually a network channel. Right. So ESPN oh, okay. three is like the uh, another digital one or oh, whatever, right, and they put games right, on or whatever. And shows a I've, lot of men's lacrosse. And I've no, I've watched like college basketball games where it's two teams nobody's ever heard of, and just because it was on, I put it on. And the quality's good, and it's and it feels like, as far as I'm concerned, it feels like I'm streaming ESPN for the day. Like yeah. that's all it is, and if that's the case, I can live with it. I tried to – okay, so here – okay, maybe this is what I mean then, and maybe this will change once they have full rights. I tried after they got the deal to watch one of the ESPN Plus games on ESPN Plus, and I ended up back on the NHL app because I went, the quality on the NHL app is better right now. Like, something's not right with this. So, like, they need to iron some stuff out with the NHL coverage maybe.
0: Yeah, if our uh, listeners are unaware, I actually moved to Illinois a couple of months ago, I'm out in the Midwest. <laughs> uh, so I am no longer watching local games, uh, or at least I'm, and I'm somehow no or other you still games. ended
1: up, and somehow or other you
0: still ended up in a city that won't have playoff hockey this year. Hey, listen, I'm only two. I'm I'm equal distance from St. Louis. <laughs> uh, I'm actually That's halfway fair. between Chicago and St. Louis. Uh, but either way, uh, so I've been watching games. All of them have been streaming. I have not had the opportunity to watch one on television, basically. Uh, When it's on ESPN+, I can also watch it via the NHL app because I have access to the center ice or whatever. I will always choose the ESPN broadcast.
1: So, so let me say something that's funny right now, too, by the way, to, to give people some context out there. Kyle texted me on Sunday to tell me that the final four minutes of the game where Claude Giroux ties it up. And it might be it, honest to goodness. And I'm, I I have no problem saying this right now. I would not be shocked if that's the final win of the season for the Flyers.
0: It very well could be. Me neither. No, I, I but, asked you this morning. So, if they were it, so openly it could tanking. be the.
1: So it could be so this could honestly be the crowning moment of the Flyers for the rest of the year, like the last great moment they have. And Kyle texted me to tell me that the last 5 minutes of the game was relegated to the phone for streaming because it was to the point where it was 3 to 1 against the Devils, a team that had lost 9 straight games coming in. Uh, which by the way, can I can I voice a, a displeasure that I have with stuff around the league? Oh yeah, I go ha- for it. Because this is twice now that it's happened. That, that it involves the Flyers, I should say, because the Flyers have helped a team snap an 18-game winless streak and a 10-game winless streak. Oh, I God. hate I hate that. I, Their losses. Lost. Yeah. It's a losing streak. A team lost 18 games in a row, and then you lost to them, and they a team lost 10 in a row, and you lost to them. And both times, by the way... The game that you won before that against both teams, they gave it away to you. You tried they really hard not it to win a, it. Yeah. Yeah. They literally served it on a silver platter.
0: The Philadelphia Flyers he, desperately here, tried here, to lose that game last the, Sunday, yeah, and Claude bu- Giroux the, did not let them.
1: Yeah, both, of, both of them. The Buffalo Sabres and the New Jersey Devils both said in the first games of those series, here, take it. Here's the win, free of
0: charge. In fact, take three of the next four, please. We're begging you. And the Flyers went... <laughs> Wait, 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 hold on. What
1: was that sound? <laughs> so when Gritty came out yesterday and they turned off the fake noise and said, let's make some real noise and Gritty standing in front of a microphone with a whoopee cushion, squeezing a whoopee cushion into a microphone. That's about I, the
0: noise we needed.
1: I, I, I told you, go read Anthony Sanfilippo's story this morning because if that didn't sum up the whole damn year, I don't know what does. <sighs> I mean, honest to goodness, you could not make it up. And by the way, like, he, he he's so good, like, He's so good when he writes stuff like this. He literally sits there and goes, the, the face of the franchise got up in front of a microphone and squeezed whoopee cushions. And he's not kidding because, like, literally, let's put this way. How many weeks ago was it? Like, it wasn't last Sunday. Like, it wasn't the game against the devil. So it was a little while back. They had the hockey fights, cancer night, and they ended up, I don't think they they ended up not winning the game. Um, Obviously. But, <laughs> but, Oscar, but Oscar Lindblom gets his lap and. He skates around. Actually, you know, you know what game that was? That was the one nothing loss in overtime to the Islanders. Okay. So it was a so it was a close game the whole they, way through. They actually it wasn't didn't like
0: he played was... terribly poorly.
1: Right. And it was actually unfortunate because it was like Brian Elliott gets on the hook for that game. He should because, be. because it goes off of Travis Sanheim's stick and into the net. Like it's unfortunate. Yeah. Sanheim had also not played a poor game up to that point. Like it, it happens. It's unfortunate that it was the only one. It is what it is, right? But the bottom line is it's like you have this moment and they were trying to market this game. It's Hockey Fights Cancer Night, right?
0: Oscar was playing. Right.
1: Real well yeah, really would you wouldn't have known it because the advertisement had Gritty all over it. Like Gritty's face is the one that shows up. Not hey, here's the guy
0: who beat cancer a year ago. Less than a year ago. Yep. I if we're it's, waiting it, it's, it's totally if we're holding our breaths and waiting for the Philadelphia Flyers to start making good decisions, we won't have much of a podcast because <laughs> both of us will just be holding our breath too long. Either way, we're coming down the stretch here. We are desperately limping to the finish line. Um, we got some quotes from A v this week. And it sure seems from what he's talked about that he's not particularly interested in uh, telling the truth right now, or at least the whole truth. Uh, I have a feeling he's, hi- he's hinting at something. though. That's the Right. Thing. Like, and that's why you I'm can tell like locker clean out day could be fun.
1: I, look, I came away with whatever day it was that he said it. I guess it, it might have been Friday or Saturday. I can't remember which one it was. I don't, like At this point, it doesn't matter.
0: They all I believe together. it was Friday after Thursday's game.
1: But he, he said something that was cryptic and said something along the lines. like To me, the takeaway I got from the way he said what he said was, I've got something to say, but now isn't the time for me to do it because there's still games left and I'm not trying to call people out.
0: And that translates directly to... I can't criticize my players during the season. Generally, <laughs> pretty much not can't, but he doesn't want to, and I respect that out of Eileen Vigneault.
1: I think he doesn't want to because, quite frankly, if he said anything along the lines of calling somebody out, then the team that already looks like they just went through the motions of a game on That's Saturday the kind of night move like that they loses did, you the room. It, well, if he hasn't already, quite honestly, well, like I mean, the the, oh, the, the key issue here when it comes to going into the off season is going to be about. Make you're going to have to make the decision of where the room is lost, per se. It really shouldn't be, for the fifth time in a decade, the head coach has lost the room again, and that's the change we have to make. I'm not trying to sit. look when I defend Elaine Vigneault for this stuff, I'm not trying to say he's been perfect. He has not been perfect this year, by a long shot. Nobody has. There's a reason why you are—like, like, honest to goodness, I believe—I'm pulling the standings up really quick—
0: if you uh, spoiler if the, alert, the like, Flyers aren't in the playoffs.
1: Well, obviously, but you know, and well, we can o- pop this officially, one, by the way, yeah, we yeah. can pop this up. Um, if you wanted to like, here's the thing, if the, and I don't think it's going to happen because I don't see the devils doing this, but I just told you, I could see the Flyers losing out from here, two games against Pittsburgh, two games against Washington, which by the way, by that point should literally be using those two games. I don't know if that's is that the end of their year. By the way,
0: uh, Devils next month. Oh, the Washington Capitals. Uh, yeah, like, I believe that might be their finish, but I'm not positive.
1: Uh, yeah, because I want to check. Because if that's the last two games they have before the playoffs, let's say, right? Nobody's playing. No, you're, it's not you're... that. No, it's not that. Actually, people are playing because they just went a weekend. They just went a weekend without Ovechkin and Carlson. You're using that as an next. You're using that as an extended preseason.
0: Nah, you might be right. That's fair.
1: Well, let's just say if a guy missed and Ovechkin's missed like four games right now. You want him to get his legs back before the playoffs. Not that it's going to take a whole lot for him to do it, but
0: well, the Flyers are a pretty good team for him to do he, it against.
1: He, well, not only that, he scored in every game they've played against
0: him. That's what I'm saying. You know what I
1: mean? Go out there and let him score a couple of goals, do his celebrations, and 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 they have they do have one more the well, following it, Tuesday again. Well, not that one, but they do have they do have one more after that. By the way, against Boston, I didn't realize that, okay. but that's but that's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, well, that, too, that's he, the game you rest them
0: for, right? Because Boston's going to be hungry. Boston's going to be pushing, probably actually like uh, maybe here, not do you want to know what they might be playing for seating at that point
1: right as say, maybe because they're two points they're two points behind pittsburgh in the standings with a Wha- game in hand washington might
0: not have the opportunity to take their foot I guess, off the pedal nah,
1: and guess when that game in hand is
0: it's that is, one that, is that boston game pittsburgh's pittsburgh done runs on, out before that
1: pittsburgh's done on saturday so do you have one game left on your schedule if you're tied with them or one point behind and you need a win
0: to yeah. win the division Ovi's playing Backstrom's playing Carlson's playing They're all playing uh, This team is so depressing It's its really honestly hard to talk about the Flyers at this point So uh, how would you feel about wrapping this uh, Flyers conversation up for now And well, regretfully talking about this team next week
1: we can. There's a couple of news pieces I had that I have
0: tabs for that I oh, think we should yeah. get into because th- this. Those, th- I would love was, to talk about the rest of the league and well, actual this, fun. This hockey. was the big.
1: So. This was the big one because this happened on Thursday, which is about when I thought it might happen if it was going to get to that point. And it's absolutely a thousand percent the right thing to do. Like you, you just mentioned something about and for, anything for the organization who, can do right. This for is one thing who might
0: not right. see the banner. Uh, Carter Hart has been shut down for the year. Uh, he had missed several games before that. He was day-to-day for several days. They finally made the decision to shut him down. Something about it, a sprained MCL. Long-term, he's going to be fine, but it, no, it makes just, no sense to play him this year.
1: I just want to say, because I, I put the story out on Thursday morning when that news piece came out, and I write the story, and Pete Thompson from, from, the, from the from the station, from 97.3, turns around and retweeted it and turns around and goes something about how this wasn't supposed to be some big serious things so now that's a little concerning i don't buy that i don't i i honestly think that realistically he's healthy in a week like healthy enough in a week to play like and honestly if they were in the playoffs he's playing right now
0: absolutely or, he, or, th- or at the very least trying to,
1: or at the very least trying to get back or you're trying to limit his starts as much as you can
0: Right, depending on how comfortable your playoff position is. Right, Right.
1: like you're doing the best you can to make sure he's getting the conditioning. Maybe there's a few extra maintenance days in there. Maybe there's whatever, but you're doing everything you can. But he's not sitting out games. He's sitting out games because the season is over. Everybody knew the season was over, and there's no reason to put him in there anymore. And and guess what? You know what else is the right move that I've seen a lot of people say, because I get get these comments on Twitter sometimes about it? His last game this year was a win, a shootout win where all eyes are on you in a shootout. He beats Pittsburgh a team that very well could win the division this year. You ride off on that high note and go yeah. from there. He was he was starting to get some of the confidence back. I definitely will tell from I forget what game it was probably Buffalo. It was a Buffalo game where he gave up a lot. They ended up winning a game, but he gave up a lot. He right, was I remember very down yeah. on he was he was very down on himself. Right. And at that moment I don't know if we've ever seen his confidence as shaken as it was on that day. And I That's saw probably even the for, worst
0: version of Carter Hart we've seen,
1: right? And he, but here's the thing: I saw even after games they would lose, like he would come in after losing a shootout game to the Islanders three to two, and be much more upbeat about it, much more like on his own performance, which he had every reason to be because they were certainly not clean games. He had to bail them out enough times right. to get it there. Like you saw saves against the Islanders in those games from him, where you went. That's the goalie from a year ago. That's the guy with a lot of confidence. That's who keeps you in a game. And he might be the only one in those games, you know, so that's why they end up losing him in the end anyway. And, yes, it's in a shootout where all eyes are on the goalie, but he'd come in with much more confidence in himself, a a much more upbeat personality, and you go, okay, he looks – he sounds like the guy who also was – I don't want to call him happy-go-lucky, but the guy who always had this air of confidence about himself that was like – I know how good I can be, and I expect this of myself. Like, he looked like a month before that. Not only do I have no confidence, but I don't even know how to fix this because I've never dealt with this before.
0: Right. Let's uh, – we're just going to say it clearly here. Carter Hart has, by most statistics, regular and advanced, been one of the worst starting goaltenders in the NHL this year. And he'll and finish there's... that way. But that's – anyway. Right. But – I would like to personally. Uh, I think the Alain Vigno the benching, the get your head right benching, that a lot of people criticized, a lot of people had a problem with. It worked to whatever extent it worked, and he hasn't. He obviously didn't look amazing every single minute after he came back from that. But we started seeing those glimpses, right? Those glimpses that you just mentioned right. all came after that benching.
1: Well, and look, one of the other, one of the other things to consider, and and look, there was some something wasn't right this year with everything, right? Yeah. Don't buy the line from Chuck Fletcher about how the coaching staff is completely safe. I think Elaine
0: Vigneault is safe, but don't buy that line. Like, I've if heard— Even Perrier still has a job. Oh, my God. He's going to, and I know he's going to. He can't be on the bench. All
1: right, he, he probably will, though. What I've, what I've heard is—and and look, granted, so, uh, there, you get to a certain point where anything should make people a little bit happy. I've heard don't be surprised if Mike Yo is let go and don't be surprised if Kim Dillabaugh is let go. Because okay. first of all, from a goaltending standpoint, it feels like there is a disconnect there.
0: They need a goalie coach that's going to be able to work with Carter Hart and so seventy seven don't, or surprised Don't whatever be surprised if here.
1: well, don't be surprised specifically because at the end of the day, the goals against number that they are going to hit, whatever it is, and however close it is to being the worst in the league, it probably is the worst in the league at this point, but whatever. It's gotta be close. You know whatever. Like, I've are look. last
0: in the league in a lot of stats. By the way, I don't right. know if you've looked. It's ugly. It. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
1: And so, what? But whatever it is, as much as that is a team wide thing. Like we've already admitted, yeah, the goalies look bad, but the team doesn't play that much better in front of them, right? The at the end of the, the day, it's, it's but it's but at the end end of the day, it's still kind of regarded as a goaltending stat as well. And there's something that's just not right here. You know, so I think that there will be a different goalie coach here in a year. That, okay. I think, is, is, is definitive. What's Brian they, Boucher doing these days? That would be insanely interesting. That's not the name I've heard, by the way. Like Somebody in the press box mentioned uh, an, another name. I don't want to say anything yet because I don't know Like off the top of my You don't know head. what's what. I, I understand. Well, not only that, but I, 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 I want to make sure I uh, have it right before I say it. Okay, yeah, no, this would make some sense. Okay, it is this. so the guy the guy who I've heard is Ian Clark, who has he's a goaltending coach. He runs a goaltending school. I think Carter Hart actually attended the goaltending school at okay. some point. He used to be he did used to be by the way, he he was the goalie coach for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets for a while. Um, back <laughs> depends on when <laughs> uh, so hang on.
0: was it I'm during the Bobrovsky actually, era?
1: So he was the Vancouver Canucks goaltending coach from 2002 to 2010, which would be kind of the Luongo years a little bit. Luongo into Miller. And I am trying to get you a year from that because the actual story I just clicked on was the press release from when he actually joined Columbus.
0: Uh, But either way, something has to change. And I believe the news story came out.
1: Actually, believe it or not, I think he is back with Vancouver right now, by the way. Oh, is he?
0: Wow, I, he, Jacob Markstrom looks phenomenal. So, if well, we Mark, can get or, him. Well, he did. He did. Markstrom looks phenomenal under him. Holstr- uh, Holtby now looks phenomenal under him.
1: Yeah, I was saying Markstrom looked phenomenal under right. him when he was still and, there, and, and they Holtby got that back and, hard. And, and and look who he's working with now, though. He's working with Thatcher, Thatcher Demko. Yep.
0: You and know? even Braden Holtby bounced back huge this year. Uh, but more you, all than, right. So basically, you're absolutely.
1: But basically, you are absolutely correct. He's. So okay, so get this. Okay, so here's a story that I'm reading. It's it's from a kind of Canucks blog, so to speak. It's kind of you know whatever, but I'm sure it's one that writes with a lot of uh, informed you know stuff sure, when it talks sure. when it comes now when it comes to talking about someone's history at least right, right. not not necessarily opinions, but whatever. Fan, so, fan blogs so, always
0: get their facts. So right. no,
1: but but it says his work his work in turning Bobrovsky into a Vesna Trophy winner. So he did work over those years. Apparently, though, they said also. In Columbus, he had input with the amateur scouting department and helped them identify both Corpusallo and Merzlikens. Uh,
0: interesting. So the man knows a good goalie.
1: It doesn't mean he knows the rest of a team because uh, Columbus is going to finish with one of the worst records in the league, too, which is a fair. whole nother noth- story. Their goaltending has been solid. Their goaltending has been left out to dry a lot. Their goaltending isn't the problem. Let's put it that way. And nobody seems to acknowledge I mean, let's put it this way. They also don't go, same thing, for, uh, from one year to the next, they don't go from a team that took the Tampa Bay Lightning to five overtimes and had a goalie who made whatever number of saves he was, was it, 84?
0: Yeah, but it's a little apples and oranges there, just with the turnover they had last offseason.
1: Oh, for, no, from a roster standpoint, it is, but a goalie doesn't just go from, you can make 84 saves against the eventual Stanley Cup champion in a five-overtime game. To a to, wet paper bag. To nothing. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like, you need to not have that play. And they've had injuries, too, by the way. Like defensively when you well, miss it, time with both Seth Jones and Zach Warenski for part of your year.
0: Yeah. You're in trouble. That's,
1: but, I mean, that's missing Ivan program for a long and term, you know,
0: you had to trade Pierre-Luc Dubois and Patrick Laine came in and didn't and get Patrick along Laine with has, so well. And then yeah, there's and, John Tortorella being John Tortorella all season. And well, Columbus has a lot going on.
1: That's let's just say it. sure. Sounds like that relationship is going to am
0: Glad we're not a Columbus blue jackets podcast. I'm
1: glad. <laughs> like, okay. I, I want you to, I want to be real with people for a minute here. Yeah. If you and I'm not kidding about that, I know that there are people out there that would take this from an from one angle. If they were not, if they were to come out and make a shocking move like Elaine Vigneault is not coming back, Man. do you really want to put yourself out there again in a year where you know who's a free agent,
0: John Tortorella? I would love, love the first twelve months of John Tortorella's tenure. Here. Okay, that's the, I would love go. it.
1: Uh, no, cause he, all right, here's the thing about It would that. be the most
0: fun 12 months in Philadelphia Flyers history, because, including the 12 months where they won two Stanley Cups. This would be more fun than that.
1: He, all right, here's the thing. People would love John Tortorella for his absolute front, for, you know, as forward honesty as you can get, right? He, he, the man he is honest. Right. He's honest, and he, and he says things to the media that people would want to hear in this city
0: the uh oh that's going to what did but, he what did he say in carolina if, or in uh, columbus uh about Artemi Panarin on the toilet before the game he had diarrhea before the game
1: yeah like i know 45
0: minutes before a playoff game amazing amazing
1: no what, oh no it wasn't a playoff game it was at a deadline oh you are Every, right. everybody was asking is he going to get wasn't traded he in practice? why was no, why didn't he play he didn't play does that mean he's getting traded no i'm no, not kidding i'm toilet. not kidding you he was sick there you go <laughs> and he just said it but amazing. he's like but he said but he had things to like It's like the way he handled the Dubois situation. Like, in talking about a player and not being afraid to say things, but that's, like, here's the other thing about it, okay? And I just saw it float by on Twitter, so I'll mention it. The Flyers are the first team in any major sports league in 10 years to go back and forth with this playoffs, -playoffs (sighs) non-playoffs thing. They're the only team in all four major sports that over the course of a decade was in, then out, then in, then out, then in, then out, right? Right. If you would like that to continue then go ahead and bring John Tortorella in if you decide Elaine Vigneault is not your guy. Because John Tortorella, with the way that he does it, do you think for a second... like John Tortorella is the coach for all of the people out there that don't like Claude Giroux.
0: Do you know why I think John Tortorella would maybe be good for this organization? I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I'm not calling for it. Because a that's the positive in the thing locker that, room? A positive thing that would come out of this, we would know very quickly what the problem is because if the problem is the players that then that's kind of the conclusion that we're starting to come to right we've replaced everybody else we've talked about this a bunch on the show if the problem is in the room if the problem is among the leadership group if the problem is somebody John Tortorella is the guy to rip the covers off and expose the story right he has no problem benching Patrick Laine right after you traded for him he has no problem calling people out when the effort's not there when the like john tortorella would never say what aline vinho said and say oh you know i, I have things you know we're not, we're not going to talk about it now we'll talk about it at the end of the season." blah 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 that's not really john tortorella's style john Torell, john tortorella is more likely to fire from the hip and just let let go whatever he has to say at the end of the year he'll just say it now and it might not be the best for the franchise long term mm-hmm. if he stays your coach but if he's your coach for 12 months and exposes all of the flaws in your organization, you can fire him, hire pro- a real coach, and fix them?
1: The problem with that, the problem with that though, is, is that you don't have time anymore. I know. You are, you are, no, you're flat out, out of time. Not only that, but to me, you've already answered that question. You hired a Hall of Fame head coach and two assistants who have coached in the NHL as well. That both that All three combined have like 1,200 wins in the NHL. It's not like they don't know what to do with good players. If you don't have the players and you don't want to show up and go to work, then you're not going to be here. And that was what was like Shane Gossespear came out the other day and and flat out said, We know what's coming at this point. We're not stupid. There's going to be changes made. And Travis Konechny said, If people aren't coming out with like, not an energy, but if they're not coming out willing to to show up and play, they probably shouldn't be here, even if the season's over. And yet, the funny part was that I watched a game where it looked like most of the guys who were out there didn't look like they wanted to be there. And the reason that this is like, it's really, really important at this point, and this is why you can't sit there and start and keep doing the coach thing. If you want to change some of the coaching staff around, go ahead. I'm not like, and they're going to. Like, there are assistants who may be wrong. That's fine. But at this point in time, I'm going to tell you right now, the team got eliminated on Thursday. And after the team got eliminated on Thursday, they had a home game on a Saturday night against the New Jersey Devils who are also not making the playoffs and there maybe was 1000 people in the building.
0: And that's probably about 900 too many.
1: <laughs> and it well, that's not even the point. Wake up as an organization and realize that nobody cares about you. They're done with you at this point. Like nobody cares. So wake up and realize like this offseason you better be be putting together a team that knows how to win hockey games and play the game the right way because if you don't, you're going to lose. And that's why I said you don't have 12 months with another coach to sit here and go, gee, I don't care how extreme the coach is and we could just fire him after a year if it really doesn't work because we'll know all the flaws. you got to know the flaws right now. And the flaws are you've got a team that is sitting here going through the motions with five games left in the season that is ready for this year to end as much as the fans are and Here's how this is going to work. You're going to have the diehards. Right now, you went from a year ago being a team that was getting the attention of the city again. That was the biggest takeaway from the whole year. Yeah, they didn't win the cup last year. They didn't make a conference final. The city took notice. It didn't matter. The bottom line was is that for a month and a half, do you know what happened last summer? You were the, one of the first teams to come back and return to play. You were back before... Or I won't say before, but you were back around the same time that baseball got started, and baseball wasn't good in the city either. There was no football yet, and basketball came back for the playoffs. You know what you got when everything came back like that, though? The basketball team in the city almost looked like their heart wasn't in it for what they had to go through to even get back to playing, and they were missing guys, and they weren't good enough without those guys. So they come back, they play, and they get swept right out of the playoffs. It's over before it starts, right? Like right. it's over before it starts. So for a month, you're the only thing in the city. You're the only show in. You're town. the only show in. The, and not only that, but at the same time that the basketball team is bowing out in their playoff run, you're winning so-called playoff games to take the top seed, then get into a playoff series where you finally win. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't pretty. But, it the, wasn't story pretty. Li- but the story, like, but the storyline of the playoff series was the one thing that's plagued you the entire time since 1987 in 1985, right? The goalie was here. The goalie won two shutouts in a row to put you on the brink of a playoff series win, and for a for the first time in 20 years, you had a guy that could steal games, and you knew it. And yep. you're going. That means that if that's the case, you always if you have a goalie like that. What? Do you, why do you think the Columbus was the way they were a year ago? Because no matter how they spun it. Sergei Bobrovsky's in goal. We have a shot. It doesn't matter the what save. the rest yeah. of the lineup is. We have a shot.
0: You can and take his... way more risks on the ice when you know your goalie's making every stop behind you.
1: Or for the most part, sure. But it, the bottom line being...
0: It frees you up. Had, you play looser. You play but you had the biggest
1: piece high. of building it. You build from the net out. So if you have the biggest piece, sure, all right, fine. You don't have a goal scorer yet. But that's the luxury at the end of the... That's the icing on the top of the cake. you got to make the cake first. Right? you got to have that base layer that says it's going to all stay together when I do put the icing on the cake. That's the goalie. You know? So you needed that. So you have... And you thought you had that. And that's why you won that playoff series. And then... You had moments, right? Like, even though the Islanders were the better team in that playoff series, you went, Phil Meyer scores in game two in overtime. That's a big fired-up moment. You're down 3-1. You get mildly excited about the fact that Scott Lawton scores in overtime of game five to get you one more day, but then you're locked into double overtime in game six, and you and you know what a game six is. Whether you think you're not the better team in the series or not, you win, and you're one game away from it one way or the other. And, that's and the Ivan Provov number-
0: scores... Was Game 5 the Oscar Lindblom return game? No, Game, no, six, game was. 6 was. the Oscar Lindblom return game, the double and it overtime
1: was, game. And it was the return, but he was barely on the ice for I, those stages of because the, you needed the emotional the charge was there.
0: Oh, the emotional charge was there,
1: but Ivan Provorov scores that goal. And in that moment, right there, you're thinking no matter what, I'm thinking parade. Possible.
0: I'm thinking parade in that moment. You're sort of
1: thinking that. I wasn't going that far with it, but like you're sitting here going, Game 7, now they've got a shot to win. You know why? Because it's one game. It's just one game. If they're out of gas, they're out of gas. If they don't win it, and I, honestly, I was at that point. I go, if they don't win it, man, they showed some fight because the series could have been over three days ago. Absolutely. they showed some yeah. fight. They didn't quit. And this year, you're feeling the exact opposite way you <sighs> felt from that Game Six goal because this you're team sitting quits there every feeling game. <laughs> because you're feeling like a team. You're feeling like it. Honestly, that's the way it feels. And they
0: quit as, every game as, half the time. It's in the first period. If they give up the first goal, I've mentioned it on the show before. If they give up two goals in the first ten minutes, I'm Done. I am turning the game off and watching fights or playing Warzone or playing NHL 21 or doing literally anything else with my time. Because I know if I spend the first half hour watching this game and they play like they play and give up two goals in the first 10 minutes, I'm not going to waste the next two hours of my life. And here's the th- here's the thing. And I've never been that way before. To go
1: backwards and like we brought up 0607 before already. Here's the difference between that because that's obviously now and that's a long time ago, right? It's over 15 years ago.
0: Right. Oh God! Oh God! Why did you say that?
1: Well, just hear me <laughs> out. Why would you say that to me? I'm just trying to. I know, but it's awful. <laughs> do, you th- do you think it makes me feel any better? No. Um. That like over the course of the last decade, I didn't think it could get any worse. Truthfully, and I, and I like I, I can even sum the last decade down to the last seven years. I've been going down to games, covering the team, all that stuff. I really didn't think it could get any worse than the two months that was two years, like two seasons ago, the the two-month period where it was, I'm watching this team lose games by multiple goals constantly. They fall behind so early in games all the time. And you knew something big was coming. And the big thing that came first wasn't what you thought. So the GM is gone. The coach is gone. The new goalie is coming up. And all of this stuff is happening all at once. And you knew from that point on that realistically – Playoffs aren't shouldn't be expected. They made a little bit of a run. They got on a winning streak. Carter Hart was really good. They found the GM that they wanted to try to do this and put this together going forward. They needed to find a coach is what it is. Bottom line was is that if they didn't make the playoffs, you knew why. You decided well, that. They at weren't the necessarily
0: end of, a great team. But you
1: decided that at the end of November when Thanksgiving weekend rolled around and it was, GM's gone. The coach was on thin ice at that point, and three weeks later that happened too. You already admitted it, you know. Right then and there, but the, it, it was the fact that by the end of the year, the number of times they fell behind in a game two nothing, I believe, in an eighty-two game season was thirty-two, and you're going, how can it get much worse than that? How can it get much worse than falling behind two nothing thirty-two times in a year? In
0: a well, year, well, they're going to do it thirty-two times in a fifty-six game season. How about that?
1: I, I, not two nothing, but <laughs> but giving up the like first it. no, but giving up the first goal in a game, what probably will equate to something close to that. And over the last, I, I I forget what the number was. Jordan Hall tweeted it. It was like out of the at last thirty, twenty four of the last like thirty three of eleven or whatever. Twenty four of the last thirty three, I think, since yeah, like, yeah. Uh, which is absurd. I think at one point trailing. I saw
0: seven of ten or something like that. It's insane, insane.
1: I mean, it happened. It happened every single time in this four game series, I believe. Yeah. The Flyers never scored first. And, and uh, Saturday night,
0: even when they scored first – or even when they scored, they didn't actually score. And, and it wasn't you know, even Joel the Joel Faraby ended up picking up a junk time goal, right?
1: And, <sighs> I, and, here's, and here's the thing, okay? Truthfully, I want to pull the silver lining out of Faraby's goal, in, in, like realistically – it's a great shot. It's the shot we saw in the beginning of the year. It's the guy it's from the guy who probably showed the most promise moving forward, the biggest building year he can have. The guy if there's if there's a, a lot of negatives this season, if Joel there's Farabee a guy a who's got to bottle this year up and go take that and run with it further, it's, it's Joel, Joel Faraby. Yep. Everybody else, just about everybody else on the team regressed in some way. Or at least like regressed or hit the mean for what they should have been. Like like, I, like at the end of the day, here's the thing.
0: Uh, James Van Riemsdyk probably also exceeded expectations for the season, but I, I would be willing to venture that across the rest of the, the lineup, that's literally it. And I almost look—I almost can't fault
1: James Van Riemsdyk
0: for hitting a
1: goal-scoring slump at the same time the team looks like they've
0: kind of quit. No, I'm not. I'm not blaming him for that at all. But I just mean in, in terms, James Van Riemsdyk did a lot this season in terms of repairing his value, and and him and. Uh, Joel Farabee are probably the only two well, whose then probably value went up this year at all.
1: Well, then if that's what if that's what gets that contract off the books, then I guess you take. I it.
0: have a feeling it might. It might cost. It's I really cost don't know.
1: I really don't know. I mean, geez. It, well, here's the thing. They've we're got, go, they've got so get... much work to do this offseason. It's not even funny. We'll talk about it next week. i sure.
0: Yeah, we are guaranteed some amount of change. You know, we've talked about Seattle before. We've talked about blah blah blah. Uh, but. Really. As far as as far as the Flyers team goes, the season's over, and we've right, known that real, for a while.
1: I, I guess real quickly, the only other Flyers point we can make because this also happened. Oh, yeah. was Claude Drew when he did have those two goals at the end of the Devils game, and he hasn't had a point since. I don't believe, but or maybe no, no. I'm sorry, he did score one goal. He scored in he scored to tie the game against the Devils on Tuesday, right? Very briefly, right? Um, but uh, very very briefly. <laughs> but he's up to but he's up to up, up over one uh, up over 850. He moves third all time. And I know people take the error of the team and use it to define him, and it's not completely unwarranted. But he's a really good player. Yeah. And I know, like, like I know that people don't want to admit that when the season goes the way it is, when he's always the guy who's the captain, so he expects something. Like, Giroux doesn't talk, we've say. We've talked what, about this before. But, Claude, Claude Giroud doesn't. You're good. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Claude no, Giroud is a good player. He's a good leader. If he is your best player, that's kind of where you're at. <laughs> and for a yes long no. time, for the, the basically the entire decade of the 2010s, he was their best player. Yes and no though, because when they made the playoffs, I guess
1: it would be now 4 seasons ago cuz they made then missed then made then missed.
0: We're talking about the Washington series or the the, the
1: Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh series? series. Okay. The year when he should have won the heart. Yeah. Um that year when he's 29 and probably your best player that year, he should be your best player. He's twenty nine years old. Yeah. You're just bringing these like that would have been Travis Konechny's second year, I guess, because the first year they missed the playoffs too. I think.
0: Uh, yeah, that was his first taste of the playoffs. Was was that year? Right. Same so it was with, second second Provrov. year, right? And it, was, and it was the
1: second year of their careers. Right. Because that was the year Ivan Provorov like wore his heart on his freaking sleeve and cried in the locker room because they didn't
0: win a game. Played with where one he arm played and, with the, played with one arm in Game Six.
1: Which was really funny about because he got asked the other day about his uh, like kind of kind of Iron Man streak, if you will, because he hasn't missed a regular season game or any game really. He hadn't missed no, a game. No, it's period.
0: absolutely an Iron Man streak.
1: And he kind of laughed it off for a second, like you know, like or whatever. Not like not that the Ironman Man streak is something to laugh off. Like he's laughing it off. Like, has there ever been an injury? Like, and I, like it, first thing that popped into my mind when was like, has there ever been an injury that kept you close to not playing? Like, and I'm going the um, time your arm was hanging how about off. The, how about the time you were, didn't have your, like your shoulder wasn't attached? Right, your arm was hanging off your body.
0: Like, cut me a break. Like that was. And you were when still right diving there. in front of shots, blocking shots. Jesus, the man's the man's a monster. I mean that it was because it wasn't a hit. He
1: stumbled into the boards, but when he stumbles into the boards in game five like that, and the 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 impact that it makes, I was it's, there. It's, it still makes you cringe yeah, when you I hear was, the sound.
0: I was, I was there. I was actually in the front row, and whew, I was at the other end of the ice, but I heard you just, it. You you it see it? Because
1: it it, it, he goes right in with it, too. He leads right in with his shoulder. Yeah.
0: I definitely didn't think he was playing game six. I didn't think Sean Couturier was playing game six in that series, either, because he was also playing on one leg because of Radko Gudas. but whatever.
1: Sean Couturier showed you everything in that series, too.
0: Sean Couturier, I said on this show after that series that Sean Couturier was going to wear an A at some point because you just saw it in that. And, and I said, lo and thing. behold, here we and are. I, and I said the same thing in that same show about Ivan Provorov too. And guess what he's doing this year? I've seen him with the A on a couple of times
1: because you do know leadership when you see it. And that doesn't mean like, like I said, that doesn't mean Claude Drew is not a good leader, right? Like he is a good leader. He's not the leader that most people want because they don't have the success as a team. And there's, see, there's a difference between it now and then too. Like, I think people look back in hindsight and go, 2016, 2018, the years in between, you're playing with average guys. The, like, the teams w- were bad. Right, so he's got to be the do-it-all guy. And I'm sorry, you're not the Boston Bruins. You're not Patrice Bergeron, David Posternak, and Brad Marchand. You're not the Colorado Avalanche with Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, and Miko Rantanen. You're not that kind of line. So I don't care if you put it's Sean Couturier, Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek. I don't care. They're not that quality. They're not those take-over-the-game players.
0: Right. None of Claude those Drew's, players are dominant is never. the game. I
1: don't want to say Claude has never been that guy, because he in 2012 he certainly was to that extent. And, and and granted, you're playing with a Hall of Famer in Yarmir Yagar and, and a guy who was really elevated by both of you in Scott Hartnell.
0: Like, Absolutely. That line was insane. It was
1: an excellent line. But the bottom line is, is that he would go out there and show you what he could do. And it's not that that's gotten stale over time. It's not that that's done anything. It's just the supporting casts from that year on got worse for a while. They were kind of not sure where they were as a, as a franchise. Are they building? Are they retooling? Are they, what, what are they? And now you're at a crossroads now where his final years of his career, he's got one year left on a contract and then he's got a sign. And he's going to have to ask a very important question and it's going to be determined by two things. Yes, he's got by this point he'll have two kids he's got one his wife is pregnant she'll have another one by the time the next season begins like they'll have they'll have two kids by that point you've got to ask yourself is staying in philadelphia about the family and saying i've got two kids here my wife is here i have a life here I, I'm expected to be like I wanna be part of this team forever because this is what I know. This is how I've built my life. And there's nothing wrong with that answer. But if you wanna be the and knowing the competitor that Claude Drew is, if you wanna win The man wants a ring. If you, but if you wanna win, do you wanna have like make Do you, you, do got, you wanna trust this organization to get it to you? <laughs> n- no, that's not what I was gonna get at. Do you want do you want four shots at it or do you want two or one? Like okay. Do you want to be the guy that down the road they come to you and say, "It's February. It's a year where we're not going places. We're, we're
0: eight points out of a playoff race. Do you want to go to a winner?"
1: Right, but but in a deadline deal, you go. You have to acclimate yourself to a new environment, and in three months, be ready to go. Like two and to three months, be ready to go. Learn a new tuning, system. New join a team cetera, that's successful, and then, and then again, you're one of eight, one of sixteen.
0: At that point, and then you at that want point, one, the pressure's not on you to be the leader because you're just Well, a no, 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 I'm, I'm saying,
1: but you're one of 16 teams. Do you want one shot at it, or do you want maybe four with a team that you know is going to make the playoffs for four years running? Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, Claude Drew at 34 years old is going to get a three- or four-year contract.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: Because someone's going to latch themselves to him for long-term. Yeah. It's probably going to be the Flyers.
0: If okay, let's just say somebody Montreal just throwing a throwing a name out there. Montreal offers him four years, six par. Okay, can the Philadelphia Flyers beat that deal? Not at six par. Claude Giroux is. Not I mean, be a Philadelphia. Flyer. All right.
1: Well, then no. All right. Here's the, all right. All right. Let me re-answer that question. Can they beat it? Yes. Should they, can. they beat it? No.
0: Okay. Right, I, I I agree, and I my, agree with that. My answer,
1: that. my answer to what contract Claude Drew should have after next year is he needs a th- like a three year bridge style deal with Sean Couturier's pay.
0: Essentially, yeah.
1: Like the two need to almost switch places. Sean Couturier needs to be making seven million dollars, eight million dollars, whatever it is, and he will be, and he probably will be because unfortunately, like, look, I haven't loved his season either. He missed time. He probably is still hurting. He tried to come back to be part of their playoff push. It probably didn't work, you know, like all the, Like, uh, obviously, that didn't work, right? Like, right, right. They didn't make the playoffs, so he didn't come back and help their playoff push. But he tried. I'm not trying to say that, like, it it it, it doesn't like make him a good player. I I think he's playing hurt. Like, right. when when the year ends and they come out and like, like let's say, this, like, I think that's half of Elaine Vigneault's cryptic answer. Like, he's not gonna sit there and tell you. Like, he already did tell you though. Like, they sat Kevin Hayes for a game, and he said, yeah, he's not 100%, but that's not why I'm sitting him. Right. Like, yeah, I— Which— Kevin which, Hayes has not had a fan. Which, which No, which, by the way, is telling in so many ways, because, first of all, it means we're going to hear about a lot of— Like, I like I feel like we're going to hear about a lot of surgeries.
0: I—yeah, for sure.
1: 100%. Okay, that's number, that's number one. Number two, we're going to hear a lot about guys who went through COVID and had trouble getting their legs back and their energy back and all that stuff.
0: And, and I then, think um, that's where we're going to hear a lot of names—
1: and then number three, though, is you just already admitted number three, A.V. Number three is guys aren't giving you enough. Yep. And, and it was an underachieving kind of year, and it was not the year that you had. And bottom line was is that this, like throughout this, this process, throughout this last year, you went from having a team that we all – and we all knew it. We all could see it. It was so evident. That It was really evident for Drew and Voracek, two guys like that. It was so evident. Hockey was fun again here, and you yeah. saw not only guys who were new creating a fun environment, and I I say new in every sense of the word. I'm not talking about just, like, not just Kevin Hayes, not just Matt Niskanen, not just Justin Braun, but Joel Faraby and Oscar Lindblom, and like, and Lindblom wasn't even on the team, technically. He was just, you know, Phil he was going Myers. through his treatments. Phil Myers, Travis Sanheim, you know, All those types of guys. Nick Abe Kubel. These were guys who were literally injecting something into the team that the team had not had for the last decade.
2: Yeah, last year's team was was fun.
1: fun. And not only that, but like Kevin Hayes was the ringleader. He was literally the
0: this the, the, the he, ringleader of the circus they kept which, putting out mic'd up videos last year right. every couple of weeks they would mic somebody up they might have a case up I, like five or six times and i say circus in a good way like not circuses totally, in it, it's absolutely. a joke i'm
1: saying like circus in the sense that here's it's the guy who this is literally like that was literally the class clown here's the guy who gets up and makes everybody else laugh and it and it may drive somebody crazy and i'm not like in, in this case, it wasn't the coaching staff or management. It's driving maybe the opponent crazy. But you had guys – what was the what was the one with the – wasn't it with the Rangers? Brendan Lemieux maybe it was in one of those February games. They come over. There's something going on near the bench. And you got Scott Lawton and Travis Konechny getting right in his face from the oh, bench yeah. and laughing at him. Like, whoa, where was that for the last 10 years? And that's the, what made it fun. And um, now that's
0: gone. Like the, tra- the Travis Konechny buck face photo where he's – yeah. making somebody's making fun of somebody's teeth as he's rolling by like come on there's there's some really good moments from last year's team they were like, a lot of it fun it was
1: not fu- like like and it went from being that not only was it fun like you could see the players having fun but you saw the fans come back as a part of it like the fans were sitting here going this is actually a ticket we want to get yeah. we want to come see this fun team who looks like they can beat anybody and we want to go and be a part of it my, and my... this year you've got a group where first of all I, I have to check because, and Drew said that their home record's not as good as it was a year ago, and obviously he's absolutely right. I mean, it doesn't right. take much to notice that, but I'd love to see what it really is because it takes the whole Carter Hart can't win on the road thing and takes the whole home ice mattered so much thing and throws it right out the window.
0: Well, one thing that I think we're kind of overlooking here. Who who were the guys that we just mentioned? We talked about the personality guys. We talked about Kevin Hayes. And we talked about Nico Bay Kubel. Guys who may not be the most skilled on the ice, but kind of make up for it with energy and personality and et cetera, et cetera. But
1: Hayes was the, was one of the most skilled on the ice as much right. as he was, you know, a personality.
0: But I think Kevin Hayes thrives off of being that clown, being that goofball. When he's given that opportunity, he tends to run with it. And i th- I wonder, not making an excuse, I wonder how much of this year is affected not just by covid in the fact that they got sick and were worse physically for it
1: but because they can't hang out
0: the camaraderie right the team dinners the hanging out the golf games the i wonder how much of that that funness comes back next year well
1: listen i do like that i think is is that's where the covid excuse makes some sense to me because yes you're limited in what you can do to
0: build team chemistry
1: not even well no it's not just that either because it goes back to the robin laner thing from like a week ago which is the idea that like based on what robin laner said and i don't again i don't know the validity of this but like let's take this for what it is it sounds like they can't even so much as say i'll go to the grocery store no you know what i mean i'd like i don't know how i exactly would be doing if i had to sit there and say you know what I go down and I maybe I'm allowed to cover a game but since I cover a game the protocol for even the media members is don't help your family. My wife has to go out and go to do grocery shopping by herself. Yep. I'm not allowed to go to a grocery store. I'm not allowed to go to a department store and get like clothes that I might need for something. I'm not allowed to go to a friend's house that even after we've been back like even after we've been vaccinated the season's still going on. I'm not allowed to go. Well,
0: and that was Robin Lanner's biggest problem with it was right. the, And the the now granted, promises. now now
1: granted. I think I think it was in Elliot Friedman's Thirty One Thoughts that he said something about how, based on every feeler he's put out, somebody led Robin Laner down the wrong path because there was never that discussion, and that may very well be the case. But well, I,
0: I think Robin Laner has come just, out and even said that he looked at the NBA protocols, and the NBA protocols are things about when people are vaccinated and when certain percentages of. The organization are vaccinated, you can open your practice But I practice think it also, I think, cetera, I think it also
1: is like when a team hits a certain percentage, you're allowed to go back to having in-person video sessions. Yes, which and makes a difference too, uh,
0: including like practice with no masks and like it, everything. Like right you now, can now, your, now you don't have to have masks in your team facility. Now like. look, let's
1: let me relate it to something for a minute that would might be in more of the average person's life for a minute. If you have to do video sessions through Zoom.
0: It's a nightmare no but it well a nightmare.
1: well well like let, let's be real about something for a minute ever do online classes in college
0: yeah they were a nightmare that's why i stopped doing them well in no, and, one and, and, class and I, I ended up having to drop the class because it was that poor and never touched online again
1: well they, they, that can there's a lot of factors
0: that can go into yeah that's like that's that. just but, how i learn but
1: either way but well, well and here's the thing like i never did in i never did in college but if somebody would told me that like i was going through my college years now instead of then i actually did something for my for my alma mater where i hopped on with a couple of seniors and like did like a mentoring thing and things like that and i even said I can't imagine what you guys are going through because so much of what we did when I was in school was you went and did stuff. You didn't Practical just, stuff, right? You didn't just sit there and like, and well, perfect because that like the classes were even called practicums, like, right. and I And I know that's a Latin thing and all that, but like the point of that being, you go and do the thing you're supposed to be doing. Down, like, like we didn't go and do radio to sit there and say we're gonna sit and read a book about radio. No, we went to a radio station and pushed the buttons and actually ran the board and played the sa- and played the songs or. Broadcast a game or did whatever. We had to go and do it. Like the only way to get better, and I've said it multiple times when I talk about people who want to do broadcasting. I don't broadcast like I used to. I mean, like I do this, but I don't call games. But when I would call games, I would tell anybody who is new. I go really honestly. The best advice I can give you is you're only going to get better if you keep doing it. So if you think it sounds awful the first time, the only way you're going to get better is if you go to and go into and a second game. Oh, There's yeah. no way for you to get better by sitting here going. I'm not that good. I feel like like how am I supposed to practice? Oh,
0: trust me. If we have any OG listeners to this podcast, I was rough when we first started, and I've even gotten better. And the I only know, reason I, episodes. And did. the only reason
1: I've sounded good from day one on this podcast is because you had I that
0: training to begin with.
1: Well, right. I did radio in college for three and a half years. Like literally, after you get when from my college, when we arrived at college, they gave you your classes for the first semester you were there, which was all the core stuff that you had to do. All your pre and that. And, and you still were doing core in the early years, but your first – like your second semester of your first year, you were allowed to start diving into stuff related you to your major. To broadcast. And I, I – well, I couldn't do newspaper because of the fact that it was a year-long thing. So you had to start at the beginning of a year. So fine. I jumped in, and I, and I hit the first thing that I saw that was a half year, and you got started. And the, I, I still swear by this. I took the radio class, and they did an experimental thing that year with that particular class that I don't know if they do still. Where they said, oh, you know what? We're going to try something. Instead of just making the class be the class, we're adding an element to it where the people in that class are getting one hour on the air. Like they can get an hour show too. That's cool. And the fact that I got to go behind a microphone and do a show for an hour and start working on it then, game changer. I wanted to do it for the – I literally never left doing radio for the rest of my time at college. I want to do it. I still miss it. One of these
0: days, you'll be hosting right alongside uh, Hunter Brody somewhere.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. Like, first of all, the problem is is that I've I, I've always and I've always done this to an extent. I've carved like I'm I become a niche writer where I pick how it. We, I, how did we get here? Um, we were sorry. Talking about, uh, video through like doing video sessions through Zoom. <laughs> right. Okay. Because what I'm trying to say is that if, if you were a college student at that age, like and 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 it and it relates because of the fact that take a guy like Joel Farabee, take a guy like Nolan Patrick college-age kids
0: yeah they're kids
1: so if you're a college student if you're a senior in college and your entire structure revolves around you're on zoom for class how much you paying attention sometimes? It sucks.
0: It's gotta. Suck. You know
1: what I mean, like, or how easy is it to be distracted and not get a, and get away with it, right? right? And that's not me. I'm not calling. I'm not calling out individual players and saying I know how they act during a Zoom call. No, I'm just but it's saying. It's
0: super easy to have your phone right here. <laughs> it's super easy to do
1: something that's distracting. Correct. Like yeah. that's the point. Like, and it's not the same thing. It's like another part of what they do with video sessions is they like in person is they call them in. They say, well, "Let's watch this video, and now we're going to go on the ice and work on it right. in practice." Four, like three hours later, you started at 9 a.m., the practice is at 12, you watch video for an hour, and you go on the ice and you do it. Right. You know? Like it's not the same thing. So, yes, in those cases, I say you can chalk it up to COVID a little bit and say it's not the same. And that's why I said – I said last week I think we did the show. Travis Konechny is one of the guys that I sit there and I go, look, if you come to a crossroads with him and you say something's got to be shaken up in a big way, he gets traded, I understand why you're doing it. If that's what you think, like, if Travis Konechny nets you the top pair defenseman that you need, and that's what it took, and you kind of came to a point where you went, you know what, it's hard to part ways with him, but I'm going to do it because we need to make changes. And you're not making changes at that point for the sake of making changes, but you're going, we're getting something of great need. And, yeah, it sucks to part ways with a guy who averaged 24 goals over the previous three seasons. Right. But we'll do it because we have to like we need that other piece so badly i'd rather go and like i'd rather sit there and go you know what travis connecting was a nice player for all those years and yes it would be it's tough to part ways with him but tyson forrester's coming and i and, I, and we drafted him and chuck fletcher didn't draft travis connect so you go i drafted this kid i like this kid he's coming soon i i'll part ways with him you know what i mean like stuff yeah, like that's that the, like that's
0: the kind of thing that definitely could happen this summer
1: but you need like if that's what it comes to, you sit there and you go, that's tough, but I'm getting what I need back. And you don't hold this attachment. And it doesn't mean you want to part ways with him, well, but it means you're willing to do what you have to do to make it happen. You know what I mean? Also, like,
0: that also depends on the Philadelphia Flyers trading away somebody yeah. that they drafted. God forbid. Mm. The, only, the only person we've ever traded away that we drafted was Sergey Bobrovsky. How'd that work <laughs> out?
1: <laughs> you only traded away a player at the most critical position in the game.
0: For all yeah. those years, you know, because what I mean? because you signed Elia Brizgalov for four by, by decades. By
1: the way, well, since we like to get back to one of the topics we were talking about at the very beginning of this with Claude Drew. By the way, it, you mentioned you said, "What if um, Montreal?"
0: Right? Yeah, yeah.
1: Do you know a team that I could see actually finding a way to entice him? And, and there's a factor. There's a key is, factor that I depend that depends it, on this. But is it Ottawa? No, because w- the the whole purpose of this conversation, Ottawa's the hometown team. That's why you said that.
0: If Matt Murray bounces back, Ottawa's dangerous. Don't don't overlook it. They're still don't not where, it.
1: but I don't think they're where they need to be though for him to feel like it's a contender.
0: You're, you're right. You're right.
1: Like well,
0: he's going to get also to, talking about another year from now.
1: So do you know who I think it is? Is it Toronto? Yep. Because I can. I'm sorry. Do you think I, he I'm signs sorry? The Joe, do you think he signs the Joe Thornton contract? I wouldn't. I don't know about that. But like here, like here's what I mean when I say like when I say that or when I get into that. Like I'm sorry if Wayne Simmons stays there. That's the guy I see getting in Claude Giroux's ear, going, "You know what? Hey, come win here." Like, like to an extent, this is a fu- Like that that, 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 At the very well, least, that makes him think. Because do you want to know what? At the end of the day, Claude Giroux has a family. He's gonna have two kids. His wife is living here right now. But do you know where they live in the off season? They go right back to Ottawa.
0: Yep. Well, I'm. I think if something like that's gonna happen. I think that's more likely to happen after the th- the three year Sean Couturier bridge deal type thing you were talking about. At thirty seven, he just see. Came but off my as... question,
1: see, my question to that though, and this is why I said it like that, is because Wayne Simmons might not have that much time. That's fair. Even
0: though Although, he's even,
1: it, even though he's younger, it's the injuries though. Claude Giroux miles, has been relatively, yeah. but Claude Giroux has played consecutive games for a long time. He his streak broke up because he had COVID. Right. Like, the guy never, like, I, I don't say the guy never gets hurt, but he never gets hurt to the extent of, I need to take a break. The last time he got hurt to the extent of, I need to take time off was the one time he had that concussion.
0: To, to be fair, Wayne Simmons didn't ever choose to take time off. He was surgically forced to take time off a couple of times. Fair, but he was but also I'm, one of those play-through-everything type players. But the, here's the problem. Part of, which is part of the reason he's so beat up today. Uh,
1: that's part of the reason he's so beat up today, but it's also, like, those injuries forcing him to take the time off are why he doesn't like not doesn't make it or why he is like going to have his career cut short by like four years
0: well, we don't know Claude Drew's future, but you mentioned Toronto, and it's a good little transition. Before I transition to Toronto and the playoffs, and kind of where we're going here, uh, while we're touching on milestones, we still have the we still had the Giroux graphic up there. I did also want to mention Jake Voracek, oh. six hundred points, the Flyer. Congratulations! I'll go back on. to Giroux
1: graphic, really. Quick. Yes, yeah. Jake Voracek got six hundred points as a Flyer.
0: All right, moving on. Toronto. Uh, so <laughs> the playoffs. Listen. It, you
1: also mentioned you wanted. You also mentioned before we started recording, and I know we're over the hour mark now, which we didn't think we were going to get to, but that's okay. We're good. Now, now we're finishing off with the fun stuff. So even when we go a little bit, it's okay. Absolutely. Um,
0: so the playoffs. You mentioned two
1: players you wanted to talk about.
0: I did. Let's just touch on them right off the top. So we're talking about Toronto. Are they both officially in the playoffs now? I think they are. No. Yeah. Wait a minute. Oh no, Edmonton uh, has technically still clinched. Not, not technically. No. Or I'm sorry, not Ottawa. Austin Matthews is going to score 40 goals in a 56 game season. He might score 44, 43, right. 44 goals you, if he goes nuts. Do,
1: do you know why Edmonton hasn't clinched a playoff spot yet?
0: Cuz they're like 6 games down, aren't they? Cuz they have not well they're, they're missing a couple of games against Vancouver, aren't they?
1: Because no, it's because Vancouver has only played 45 games which oh, means they have okay. no which means they have 11 to go and they are 21 points back with 11 games to play which means that mathematically
0: they're still alive. All right, they're going to they, if they lose literally two points in the next. That literally if, games, Edmonton,
1: if Edmonton if Edmonton well and like cuz by that by that logically I'm trying to think. Edmonton's up by 15 on Calgary with too many games to go. So they've clinched on everybody else except for Vancouver.
0: Right. They win so a they, game they're, they're in. in. They're, they're in. in. Vancouver's not winning out. And I wasn't here. trying
1: to I wasn't trying to say I just thought that mathematically by now they've clinched. They st- somehow they still have not.
0: But either way, Austin Matthews is going to score 40 goals. He might score 42, 43, 44. He might push for 45 if he really goes ham in the next couple of games here. And there's a really solid chance that uh, Connor McDavid has 100 points.
1: Toronto, all right, let's, let's start with Austin Matthews for a minute. Toronto has five games remaining. If, assuming Austin Matthews plays in all five, he'll finish the year with 52 games played.
0: And could very easily now 44 a, goals.
1: Now I want to now hold on. I want to okay. I want to go back to. But here's the thing I wanted to get to. I want to go back to a stretch, and I believe it was around. I'm trying to figure out when he missed time. So I think he missed the end of February into March because there was a gap from February 24th to March 3rd. Okay? okay, when he came back, the first three games he played back, he did not score a goal. Whew. He had two against Winnipeg on the 9th, one against Winnipeg on March 11th then another five games without a goal, and since then, the most games he's gone without a goal in a row is one.
0: (laughs) That's absurd. That is absurd. So my
1: argument is, if he does, he's going to finish with 52 out of 56 games played, and he had a three-game goalless drought and a five-game goalless drought not long after the injury, which, by the way, was to
0: the the wrists.
1: Which means if he does not miss the time if he gets those four games back stays healthy the whole year and gets those essentially gets those eight if games the, back if without that injury, injury. Never exists. so if he gets 12 games back the four he missed plus the eight that he didn't score goals in near the injury He's does he hit 50? 50 yeah. yep 50 and 56 he had a shot
0: so 40 goals in a 56 game season or 100 points in a 56 game season <laughs> i i think connor mcdavid's going to win the hart trophy but I'm asking. What was the clue? Well, sure. But between <laughs> between those two feats, what do you think is more impressive?
1: I don't even know. Like, wow. I, I mean, like, uh, can I can I just take the easy way out and say they're equally as impressive? No, no, because I asked, which do you think more is more impressive? Absolutely not. <laughs> well, do you want to know okay. what? I, okay. Do you, Do you want to know what I think is more honestly? Do you want to know? I, want to know what I think is more impressive? Yeah. I mean. I, I think McDavid's this year is more impressive because of the 56 games like to to play 56 games and get to 100 points is absurd. Insane. I mean, yeah. I mean what what is that average?
0: Just it's, I I, wanna... I think it's the same pace he had in his uh Hart Trophy season a couple of years. It's 1.
1: So. It's 1.78, almost 1.79, okay? okay? If I take that number and multiply it over 82 games, he comes away with 146 points. That's insane. Okay.
0: When's the last? This is not I, named this is Mario to do that. Like, what did Kucherov have last year? Like, I had two years ago. I like had 122? funny. I had a funny.
1: By the way, I had a funny thought. Okay. Okay. Because, and I'll tell you why I had a funny thought. Because I was watch. I actually was watching that game last night. It was on NHL Network at the end of the night. So, you know, after let's so put this way, not that Calgary's going to the playoffs, but. After I watched the Flyers and Devils play for two and a half hours, I kind of needed something
0: better. You need good hockey to watch.
1: And I think I did. You know why? Because in addition to uh, that game, I streamed parts of Vegas, Arizona for a little bit. And Vegas is a very, is a very good team. Love watching them play. They're good, obviously.
0: Uh, if 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 any of our uh, followers are MMA fans, I watched Dominic Reyes get knocked out by Yuri Prohaska. That's how I spent my night. Spinning back elbow, Dom went face first. It was ugly.
1: <laughs>
0: all right do you want do you want some perspective from what was the number I said one forty six one forty six Who was the last player to hit one forty six at all?
1: That's not the, okay. I wasn't trying to do that, but oh okay. Just 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 for context, Wayne Gretzky broke that mark ten times in his career. <laughs> Insane. No, but I did have this thought. Okay, so what like, and I'm, I'll go back. Oh, so my thought from watching yesterday game was Jesse Pogliarvi, who plays for Edmonton still, changed his number. He's now 13. He's not 98 like he used to be. Okay. And I almost wondered, I'm like, can anybody else in Edmonton Oil or history wear a number that comes close to 99 that isn't quite like that is like without having this talent level that Connor McDavid has? No. Because let, let's, let, let's play a game for a minute, OK?
0: Well, wait, I'm, I'm still waiting for an answer to my question. 40 goals or 100 points.
1: I, I gave you an answer. I said I, uh, I said I, I I said I'll i I'll take McDavid because it's a fifty six game okay. season.
0: Well, see I Okay, like if it was for the other me, like, way around what's
1: impre- what's impressive for me about Matthews is more it's not the number of goals in the season as it is the like I think le- yesterday I saw the, the eighty two game pace the eighty two game pace is like sixty two or sixty five or something ridiculous like that even. Okay.
0: Uh, I, if so, it
1: like i like and that's why i sit there and I say i wish Matthews didn't miss time because if right. he didn't miss time and he challenges 50 and 56 i mean we 50 haven't is even seen conversation. we haven't seen anybody come close to 50 and 50 in how many years like what it's A happened long like time. like i'm kind of i'm kind of overusing the uh google
0: it's okay you know, my phone well, right because my, oh, no, my i got to go back
1: and pull up what i was gonna early because i i had this thought okay so by the way Okay, so by the way, so official 50 and 50 goal scorers in history. Okay. Maurice Richard in forty four forty five, which kind of is, I, I guess that's how you get your name on a
0: trophy, right? right? That's how you get a trophy named after you, especially the one for scoring the most goals in a season.
1: Mike Bossy did it in 80 81. Gretzky did it three times, starting in eighty one eighty two, 82 but did it three times. Mario Lemieux did it in eighty eight eighty nine. Brett Hull did it twice, and that's it.
0: And by the way, Austin Matthews is like 23 and might actually still just be getting better.
1: <laughs> but I've but but just but, just, but just for um but just for point of reference. Um that pretty that good. was 5p pe- that was 5 people, right? Wayne Gretzky, Mario Lemieux, Maurice Richard, Mike Bossy, Brett Hull. Um
0: we, we're we're Hall of Famers, 5 for 5. They're then? pretty
1: th- 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 Hall of Famers. They, they 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 might as well be on like they're on the banners outside of the Hockey Hall of Fame. It, they're not even basic- Hall of Famers.
0: They're the that's basically the Mount Rushmore of goal scorers. There you go. There we go. There go. Like,
1: okay. Oh, by the way. So the, like, by the way, that's 50. Like, okay. So this is a good context point too, because that's 50 and 50, like your team's 50. Right. There are also a few names on there.
0: Who did uh, it in 50 games played.
1: Who did 50 games played, but their team had played more. They missed him in So, time for again. example. I think so, Bossy uh, did it by, at least
0: one more time, didn't he?
1: no bossy only did it once okay. lemieux did it twice like lemieux did it once officially once unofficially his 50 and 50 was in his 48th but the team 72nd
0: okay so and lemieux, was,
1: oh lemieux did, hold on lemieux the, did it tw- is wait a minute you did it all tw- that time hold on lemieux did it twice like that so in 92 93 he had 50 and 48 it was the team's 72nd and in 95 96 he scored his 50th in the 50, in his 50th, which was the team's 59th. Oh, okay. Now, the other three players, by the way, and again... Well, okay, I'm sorry. Not quite all Hall of Famers, but should be. Um, Yari Curry, who is a Hall of Famer. Yep. Cam Neely, who is a Hall of Famer. And Alex McGilney, who should be a Hall yeah, of Famer. Who
0: should be a Hall of Famer. So, if it was 50, would you take Matthews over McDavid? <sighs> <laughs>
1: Hang on a minute. <laughs> you know what I really want to do for a second... Because I I have to assume at this point, based on the rate he's scoring at, it would be 50, probably in the team's 50, because it would cut it really close, right? I mean, it's a 56-game season. He'd either have to get it in the last two games of the season, which still would be ridiculously impressive, or it would have happened in the 50 exactly, right? Right. So I sit there and I go again, looking at the list of players who actually did that. Gretzky was the last to, or I'm sorry, Lemieux was actually the last to really do it in the first, like 50 and 46, in 89, like 1989. Wow. So wow. it's something that hasn't happened for 30 years.
0: Didn't Gretzky do it in like 37 one year?
1: Gretzky didn't. It was his 36th game. It's or 39th. Serious. I'm sorry. 39th.
0: 39th. Okay. Yeah. Guess, yeah take,
1: a, take a while. Guess who it was against.
0: Was it against the Flyers? It was yeah, he had, the Flyers, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Because, okay, hang on a minute. This is how ridiculous this was, okay? He ended up with... Okay, in 50 games, he ended up with 61 goals. He had 50 in 39, and it was the 1981-1982 season, and that game... <laughs> okay, here you go, ready? So, he played his 38th game. I don't, It doesn't even say who it was against, but he played his 38th game in the 1981-82 season and scored four goals to get to 45, he was at 41 in 37
0: and just decided he then scored to get...
1: four got to 45 and the next game against the Flyers. He scored five goals. The last one was an empty netter with three seconds left and insane. he so to get to 50. Do you know what the date was? What was it? December 30th. Oh the The calendar year oh hadn't God. even turned over yet and he already had 50.
0: It's insane. Anyway, absolutely. Insane. But anyway,
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I, I skipped. I'm sorry. Mario Lemieux was 89. I, I forgot the Brett Hull years, too. Brett, so, Brett Hull was 92. So, again, same thing. Still 30 years, almost exactly. Year he
0: ended up scoring 65 or whatever it was, right? Um, I think he ended up scoring 60 that year.
1: Uh, Brett Hull scored... What, you're talking about Brett Hull, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Hull scored 50 goals in 50 games or fewer twice. His first was 90-91. He scored his 50th and second goal of a game Uh, in their 49th game, and he finished that year with 86. The second time...
0: 86 goals? Yes. The second time... That's what I'm thinking of, okay.
1: The second time was 91-92, so he did it the very next year, 50 in exactly 50, and he ended that season with 70.
0: Yeah, a player's never going to score 86 goals in a season again, are they? Probably not. Like, we might see it. We might might see a world where somebody scores 70. See, I think you that is how you'd have to ask and
1: and again, we talked I talked about this I believe I talked about this with broads uh on open ice hits which was um that McDavid with 100 points in whatever got the like stamp of the Gretzky stamp of approval of like if anyone can do it it's him, right? Like as if to, like which makes you, which kind of almost begs the question if you put Gretzky into today's game, is no is like is a is consistently scoring something along the lines of sixty his ninety two, you know what I mean? Like, like he was scoring ninety two goals in a season, but if he put up consistently sixty, is he doing something that's ridiculous? Like, like the fact that we can even talk about a player in this current era. Who could challenge his overall goals record for a career? Which tells insane. you all you need to know about Alex Ovechkin as a goal scorer. What yep. like like do the role reversal. What would Gretzky have in this era, but what would Ovechkin have in that era? Oh
0: man. Before goalies knew how to play the butterfly, he would have poof. He would have torn it up. And- a thousand? Right. And then we're talking about, you know, two different eras, obviously, and we're kind of comparing apples and oranges. That's a little bit of a, a summer topic. We're getting close for, to the summer, right? We've got to hold out sake, a little bit more before we can have these insane conversations.
1: But for sake of argument, the <laughs> last guy who even got 50 in his first 50 was Mario Lemieux in 95, 96.
0: So it's been so it has
1: been so it has been at least years. 25 years since anybody has done something like that. Now, I'm going to go through because Austin gonna,
0: Matthews, the, the expectations have to be that Austin Matthews is going to challenge that next season. Just based so on I'm, what he's done. So I'm year. just
1: checking because, by the way, I'm just and by the way, there's a, there's a little section on this that says near misses. There's not a single one on here, by the way, that even comes close to this era. Okay. So nobody in this era has even approached the thought of 50 and 50,
0: right? Well, I, we, we do have a graphic promising that we're going to update the playoff races, so we should probably well, do I, that to I,
1: go. I do want to go back to McDavid really quick, though, because oh, okay.
0: we're, we're talking about those two. Okay.
1: So I, I went ahead and I two things really quick, okay? Austin Matthews, well, since we're on his subject, we're on goal totals for a minute. What I did instead of worrying about Austin Matthews just this year, and this year is not complete yet, by the way. So, all right, let's play. right, let's play an assumption game then. Let's say he gets at least four more. He finishes with 42. In the final five games. That gets him to 200 even. Okay. In five seasons. That's 40. He's 23 years old. Right now. Right. So So he's at 200. How many more years? So let's give him until 40. Yeah. Right? That means he's got 17 more years to go. If he averages 40. Okay. And adds on to what he already has. If he averages 40. Which is it's, Which is uh, tough to no, assume
0: he's gonna score forty when he's 35, 36, but I get it, but I get it.
1: Well, no, see but, that, but that's that's why I said if he averages, that means right. if he has sixty one year,
0: you and sure comes you bring back up the with, average,
1: right? Right. So if he averages forty for that's the rest fair. of his career, do you know what he finishes with if he plays 17 more years and ends this year at two hundred?
0: That's over a thousand, isn't it? No, it's not no. quite. I'm sorry, my quick math is off. Go ahead. <laughs> it's
1: not it's not better than Gretzky. Okay. But he's at eight eighty. Wow which is quite possibly going to be the third best goal scorer of all time.
0: Yeah. Well, and at a certain point, yeah, we've we've talked about Austin Matthews. Okay. At a certain point if you're doing career projections, right, in terms of pure goal scoring, Austin Matthews is probably probably on a better pace? If I had to guess.
1: Okay, so let's so let's play another game. Yeah. Let's do Conor McDavid now. Okay. Conor McDavid has 6 years in the league, so he's going to have a little bit less time to project but Connor McDavid is currently at 556 points in his career he has seven games left this year okay I don't want to assume he's going to get to 100 this year
0: okay so let's just give him
1: 95 no so let's just do this let's just stop now let's not even factor in the final seven let's just stop now and say 556 in six seasons that is an average of I'll even round down not round up it's an average of 92 a year
0: and that includes a season where he missed half the year because of his collarbone,
1: and right, a fifty-six
0: but, game season. All
1: right, but anyway, and so last say, year,
0: which got cut short too.
1: Sure. So let's say it's an average of ninety-two. Yeah. He's twenty-four. Let's so give let's him give him sixteen million. years to get to yeah. to get to forty. Okay, and now add on what I just did at Five, his a, at his at his average of ninety-two. That's which again, that's not saying he won't have a hundred and ten. Going to
0: surpass it a lot, right?
1: Right. So I add his 556 to what I averaged out over the next 16 years. Do you want to know what the total is? Hit me. 2028. That would make him the second player all time to hit 2000 sure. points in a career, wow. which by the which which and by the way, it comes nowhere near Gretzky. No. But It doesn't touch him. But to be the only other player with 2000 and by the way, if and it's a big if obviously cuz team sure. overall team success does come into play. Sure. Could you imagine if he does the majority of it with the Oilers? And it's the same story. Oh, my which, God. Which is why I said, Jesse Pugliarvi wearing 98? Get out of there with that. McDavid <laughs> wears 97. Gretzky wore 99. These could be the two greatest players point-wise that we've ever seen. That's funny. So back yeah, to the playoff race. now. Be, yeah.
0: yeah, okay. Let's, let's touch on these real quick. And we, uh, we will talk about these next week. So our schedule for next week, by the way, uh, just while we're here. Yes. Uh, we are – Not Not doing a show on Sunday. Not doing a show next Sunday because after next Sunday, there is one game remaining. And we really desperately want to go to our every other week schedule because this team is awful.
1: Actually, not only only that, but actually, you know, like I think the other part of it is that there's also no sense in trying to come on here on Sunday, do a show, and talk about – like the team with one game remaining, when How we could the just wait until. End. Well, no, but not only that, when we could just wait for what really is the talking point at this point, which is not, hey, there's one more game left. What went wrong? Right. It's and- the season's over. What went wrong? And let's maybe see what the cryptic message that AV is hiding from us right now, because the season's not over yet. Is let's and get through
0: these exit interviews. Let's actually see if there's. You know,
1: here's the other thing too.
0: Well, I, before and that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> that's what we're gonna do next week. Oh, I gotta,
1: I, I gotta throw this in there really quick. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't want to try to take us away from no, the playoff not. stuff in the schedule. Apparently, Ray Didinger is on with because uh, Glenn McNow does a Sunday show or, okay. on WIP on the weekends. Okay. So Ray Didinger's on. Everybody who knows Ray Didinger in this city knows he's the football guy, right? Football Absolutely. Hall of Fame writer, right? Had a he, but Glenn McNow just tweeted great line by Ray Didinger on the Flyers. They're playing dump and chase, but there's no chase. It's just dump. <laughs>
0: Listen, that's that's about right that's
1: brilliant actually i'm sharing i'm retweeting that right now because that's, okay. that's brilliant
0: well i'll make sure to go retweet it from the podcast account at ywt podcast but you can that's also brilliant. see it retweeted at kevin's uh podcast uh, twitter account at kevin underscore derso by the way uh so what we're doing next week is uh we currently have it penciled in for uh wednesday evening we will be doing a live show and you can follow our twitter for more information again i just threw it out there at ywt podcast but next Wednesday or Thursday, uh, whenever whenever the media the media availabilities happen, basically that night or the next night, whenever our schedules allow. Right, basically we're gonna what jump we're trying on to, and do a live show. What
1: we're trying to figure out at this point is that the last game is Monday. I knowing where they stand, I would say um like I would say expect the players to talk Tuesday and Wednesday to be the coach and GM and that'll be the end of it maybe maybe we'll get the like here's the problem too like they can make this as extensive or not extensive as they want to make it like most of the practice days in the games anymore i'm not kidding you you know this from when like you experienced one game with me in the press box but you also have seen how i have to operate when i go downstairs and do locker room and all that stuff right it's multiple players it's a good amount of players honestly we're talking about five right right on a typical day right now we're getting two on zoom because they're yeah. just and and literally like last night. What's what's the best that they can do at this stage of the season? Truthfully, Claude Giroux and Brian Elliott sat in front of us because, and I'd, yeah. like, I like I didn't even hop Probably on the media they couldn't call.
0: Convince anybody else to
1: do it, or or because of the fact that at the end of the day, that's the guys who are the easiest ones to get not get answers from, but like the easiest ones to go to. It's here's the captain of the team after another loss. Here's the goalie who was in net. Tell us what happened. That's about it. And the coach talks. That's about it. So, so when it really once... comes.
0: Once all that kind of season-ending availability is right. out, I don't we'll, think we'll it's gonna take. I
1: don't think it's gonna take long. I think Wednesday night is realistic. Yeah, because so make, they'll make
0: do... sure to subscribe over on our YouTube channel. They'll because do they'll, like, they'll do it early, like they'll do this. In there. They'll do this stuff, like at
1: twelve or one o'clock in the afternoon or something like that. And it'll be like when Chuck Fletcher speaks, it'll be extensive because he'll have the most questions. It'll probably be like close to a half hour.
0: I hope he talks for four hours and tells us what's wrong. Well, he won't <laughs> it's tell. It's not gonna anything. happen, but you know.
1: I mean, I'd like for Elaine Vigneault to have like probably about twenty minutes worth as well, instead of ten, like or and five. You know what? But... I th- I think he might. I sure hope so. I mean, like honest, honest to goodness, there's not much I can hear from the players at this point that really is earth shattering, right? Uh, you know, you want the coach who kind of already left it as I have a theory on what's going, what like on all the things that went wrong or some of the things that went wrong this year, and I don't want to share it while we're playing games. So now we're waiting for that. We're gonna probably like that's gonna be the leadoff question to Elaine Vigneault is. So you said a couple weeks ago. That you kind of had an idea of what went wrong. Can you kind of dive into what you think went wrong now that the season's over? Right. You know, and that's that's fair. And then obviously Chuck Fletcher is gonna, you know, now that now that his real work begins, and it's a, it, it it's a massive. I mean, it, it is a colossal sized, you know, off season for him. But yeah. But as as for the rest of us and, and me included, by the way, because on open ice hits, we're gonna have Broads and I are gonna have an absolute ball coming on probably twice a week again to talk playoff hockey because when the playoffs I, I, roll around, there's going to be too much going on for us to not have shows
0: regularly. Yeah, I can't wait for our next show because we get to close the chapter on this team. And then
1: every show from then is literally if playoffs. anything happened with the Flyers and playoffs. And, and, then most playoffs of the, yeah. and most of the time, it won't be much more than playoffs. At All least right. while well, the playoffs I'm, are going on.
0: I, I'm very excited to close the chapter on this very disappointing season and start talking about playoffs because playoffs are fun
1: i mean i had this I, I i had this thought the other day too by the way because we're already like we've been kind of like back and forth in what the potential schedule down the road will be yeah for the show and things like because we want to go to every other week but there's we'll also something coming in because but there's going to be things that kind of throw in like get thrown into the mix that you know throw our schedule off a little bit and things like that. Yeah. I, I had this thought the other day because i went like my wife and i are actually taking a vacation for the first time in well over a year, because like that that wasn't the shore, because you know, for the first time, and, and it's and it's because we actually feel like like we can go somewhere for real because we've been vaccinated for and by the time we'll go, we've been vac- we'll have been vaccinated for over three months, right? Like so, it'll be it's a big deal, you know, yeah, and all absolutely. that stuff. And Congra- congratulations! I, but, and, but I had Good. the thought, and I'm like, I don't know if I would agree to a vacation in like mid to late June. If there was a, even if a thought, good. right? If there was even a thought that I'm like, there's gonna be playoff games, maybe. Right.
0: I can't be, I can't miss coverage of Eastern Conference final games, theoretically, well, right?
1: Like, and 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 I say that like not to the sense of like I'm sure that we could have tried to plan something somewhat last minute, but the type of trip because we're lumping into a trip with my family and things like that and, and things it, like. It,
0: listen, it's a big trip for you guys. Like, it's, like
1: it was like, but the question was like, the question was presented to us like about possibly doing that in like early march and
0: when they were still okay
1: no by this point they were already starting like or maybe it wasn't i'm trying to remember what was they, it. Where, where they or, started no 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 no, no, no. i'm sorry no it was fighting
0: immediately in no never mind
1: march. i'm sorry no no i'm sorry it was early april my bad it was uh, okay, early april okay. like it was the first it was literally a week after the buffalo game
0: okay that they lost the first buffalo game they lost oh, you said yeah absolutely we're good <laughs> And no and I, no and I, no
1: i we didn't say yes to it but we said like you know what? We'll talk about it and we'll think about it because it was legitimately worth thinking about. Like it was at that point it was like legitimately let's
0: think about this. Already, because we could already see the playoffs slipping away.
1: For me, they were already over. Nah, like for me it was sure. already over from the Buffalo, so I'm sitting here going, It's not a hockey thing that's keeping me from saying yes. It's just a Is that what we really want to do? And and then we like within twenty four hours we'd already started to talk about it and we're like, I think we've talked ourselves into this. Let's just do it. You know. But like that like i would never if they had actually had a legit shot at the playoffs i would have never thought about cuz at the end of the day i'm not even missing more than like for like even for me and Broads, it's going to take us one like it's going to take us off for one episode if okay. that like and it's like we don't need to have an episode at that point. We won't worry about
0: it, you know. Right, and and you and I have talked, and I, I think we have a show scheduled that day. I'll get a co-host, or we'll readjust it. Well, no,
1: we'll, I think actually, no. You pulled like the way we rearrange the schedule. You we don't have a show. Oh, we now, skip that, that week. week.
0: Okay, yeah, we do
1: skip that week. It's it, the, the following week is my wife and nice. I's first anniversary, and we're well, doing a, and sense. we're actually and again same thing along the same vein of taking the first vacation in well over a year. We're going to actually finally have the party we intended to have when the wedding actually happened because of the fact that. We've kind of like – there's pretty much not a day – you included with this since you just told me this at the beginning of the show too or right around the time we started. Um You included. There's pretty much not a day I don't go on social media anymore and find somebody who I know who has gotten vaccinated to – I got my first shot of Pfizer yesterday. To kind of create that scenario. So family-wise, which, which is the majority of it by the way, family-wise – like they're even talking, like they're talking about a July picnic thing, which I don't know if I'm going to. But like they're talking about the the traditional picnic we have at uh, like at one of my cousin's houses that Things has. Things are pool. starting to come back, but we're like as a family. We're sitting here going, "That's a primarily outdoor gathering anyway, and we're all gonna be vaccinated." Yep. And we're family.
0: Absolutely. What's the
1: What's the reason to ha- not have this thing? You know, truthfully,
0: Absolutely. Yeah. like and, mostly. And- you know there are CDC, there have been CDC guidance updates that reflect that, and things are. It continues to get. To be- it it really does yeah. continue to get better. Yeah, things like are, things are getting better, and, and, and we're and and I, and
1: I can't speak for you because you're not like you just said at the top, like in the middle of the show, you're not like as local anymore. Like you it, moved right. out, so locally things continue to get better and go in the right direction, like well in Don't terms hear. of what well oh well in terms of well uh, no for, so i'm saying for us though like since you since you were right outside of the city too like i am right. like the in-city stuff is taking a step in the right direction apparently i just saw something on the news like and i'm not watching the news regularly because that's too depressing most can't. of the time <sighs> but but like the story is supposedly is that in the area case numbers are dropping again like we're hitting that summer point where it's like things are in a really good spot right now and and we're all getting like a lot of people are getting vaccinated so it's yeah like,
0: Getting my first shot yesterday really felt like it's, it's, the first light at the end of the tunnel. It should be a
1: huge. It should be a huge relief. Honestly, like there's there's and, like this sense of and don't get me wrong. Like wait until you get the second one because when you get the second, second one, my
0: second dose is in three weeks. I know it's gonna. I know. I know. <laughs> yes. But we I'm didn't. So we didn't excited. have a show one week because it, yeah, it the, kicked my ass. The only thing that I have on my calendar that I'm excited for that I'm desperately looking to go to is I'm actually coming home for a weekend in August for Hella Megator. Oh, you're going to that? Oh, yeah. And we've had tickets for like two years and COVID shut it down once and like, oh, I'm coming back and I'm going and that's at least half the reason I'm getting vaccinated right now. You're going to get vaccinated whenever, but I'm unemployed. You're
1: going to have to text me then because if it goes off, I'm there too.
0: Oh, I got some family going. I got, we're absolutely, we're going to party.
1: So yeah, my wife and I and my sister and her boyfriend are all going and we have – and here's the funny part, and I don't know how it's going to work completely yet, but we have decent seats and everything. Like We're in one of the seatings. We're not on the field. Okay. But we're in one of the seating sections. It's lower level, so we're going to have a good seat. And we're like
0: first or second row of the, the 300s. Oh, okay. So we're in good – we're on got perfect line with those seats.
1: But you got to start in the bottom, so won't be absolutely. hard for you to – it won't be hard to link up.
0: No, no, absolutely not. I Listen, like – i'm sure we will meet up if uh, assuming this concert goes that, as expected
1: so here's the funny part and i'm not trying to make this like we were talking playoffs and stuff but i'm not trying to make this whole thing but in between ah, we're all wrapping
0: up at this point we're going to talk playoffs on next week's show that's fine <laughs> um no so well, i, like, I bought, like, sure or not
1: bought, i shouldn't say bought but so after the weekend of the i don't remember who they played in the first one maybe it was the weekend right around when carter hart got shut down or technically it had been shut down because right Alex Lyon played the Saturday game and then they played yeah. the Islanders on Sunday, which was the hockey fights cancer night. So the next day was a complete off day. The team was off for three days in a row for the first time all year. And I had a I had a buddy who had texted me the week prior and goes, Hey, by the way, like I have Phillies tickets for night and the game ended up being like awful. They lost two nothing. But, yeah, but it was I remember you went to this game. But it was the first time I had actually been to a sporting event with a ticket right. in well over a year. You know, the only thing I like because you know, gee, I don't have to buy hockey tickets anymore. Oh man, what right? a shame!
0: Poor me. <laughs> I
1: mean, not not that a lot of people out there seem to be apparently, but whatever. Nah, right. um,
0: just say, tickets are probably pretty close to free on StubHub, but right it now, was anyway. but it
1: was unique to sit in a seat and watch a game and be like, okay, I'm here in attendance. This is kind of you like... don't have
0: to worry about an article you're writing or no? Well,
1: it, it wasn't even just that. Like to do it in that in that time and be like, you know what? for anybody who's gone to a Flyers game in the last two months, two or a month and a half, I get it, like, this feels totally normal to an extent, even though it's not completely normal, it's like, this feels good, it feels safe, it feels done right, and like, and I kind of like taking what we just talked about, like, I'm really kind of amped up to see like another two months from now, almost two to three months, actually, it'll be like, we still gotta go through all of June, all of July, almost all of August, to actually sit there and say, you know what, first concert in a long time.
0: Yeah, I I hope we're at a place where that is.
1: Have safe. you seen Have you seen anybody on that bill before?
0: I have not. And oh, you're in for a
1: treat then, because
0: see, my sister and I, I don't ins- particularly, I don't particularly care about Weezer. Okay, I like them; they're fine. But Fallout Boy and Green Day are bucket list bands for me. This is a huge show in my life. And
1: all right, then huge. It's, as all right, so as as somebody who is. Like I'm not saying I'm the same way. Here's where I'm at: Weezer and Fall Out Boy, I've heard all my life because they were like they hit their peak when I was you're of finishing that age. up. Right. Well, th- th- so are you.
0: Oh, you. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I love them. It I sounds mean, they were, like, like, you're they, like they are like fine. They
1: were. They were all on. Like they were on the radio constantly. Right. Throughout those years. This. By the way, I know we're wrapping it up soon. I'm laughing. No, I'm laughing because of the fact that this sounds like our first show after COVID started. It sure does. We talked like we talked about music half the time on that thing. Wait um,
0: until wait until like the off season. The off season, man. It's gonna we're gonna learn a lot about each other.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, any no, but anyway, what I was trying to get at is that so I, I've never seen them either. I'm I've heard interest like I've heard good things. I, I'm actually like I actually got it like. I probably know more Weezer songs than I know Fall Out Boy songs. I Of course I know Fall Out Boy songs. I'm not saying I don't. I probably, like, to I'm be honest. I'm a Fall Out Boy fan. So here's yeah. the thing. Weezer probably hasn't put out as much music in the last 10 years as Fall Out Boy has. So I don't right. know as many of the, like, when Fall Out Boy goes into a classic that was out when I was in 8th grade, like, I'm there for it. You're going to know, Sugar, we're going
0: down. Bingo.
1: Like, that's okay. it. Like, that comes on, and I'm sitting there going, like, the way that we all reacted when we were at the 8th grade dances,
0: right? Man, I really hope, I really hope <laughs> that these bands do the right thing and play the classics. And they don't do that thing where, like, they play six songs off their new album because it's their new album. And they have – I'm really hoping – we see two hours of nonstop hits from each band.
1: Okay, now let me tell you. So let me tell you something about Green Day then, because Green Day is not a bucket list item for me anymore because I already saw them once. I got <sighs> my sister and I went to go see them three years ago, or f- four years ago by this point. It was two thousand seventeen, and I'm not kidding you. They they had an opener, by the way. I don't remember much about it because no, <laughs> so, no, because the opener played maybe for forty five minutes, and I kid you not about this. I go to a decent number of shows when I have the time. Okay. Might have been the fastest transition from one band to the next I've ever seen. I believe like, that. Like, in terms of breakdown, set the stage right for the next, like, for the headliner, let's go. They were on in maybe 15 minutes after the after the opener was on. Nice. And they then played. Because consider, consider that the opener probably went on at 7 o'clock, right. maybe 7.30. They were on by 8.30. Wow. And then played for the next three hours.
0: I hope. I hope. I, I want, don't. I, want I don't it'll no. Be eight hours long. It's supposed it's not to gonna s- be.
1: It's supposed to start at five thirty, though. So Isn't it's a it,
0: six-hour show. I think I heard. Right. I think I heard. Each act is getting two hours.
1: And there, well, there was. And there is supposed to be an. There is supposed to be an opener, if you will. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I I am not gonna lie though I do go to these shows and get intrigued to see if like something stands out like actually believe it or not one several years ago and I did not know this at the time I had no clue who these guys were because I don't. it's not what I listen to on the radio all the time I went I had a buddy who on a whim literally it was the weekend of my birthday we were having a dinner I was I was not long out of high school so I or high school I'm not long out of college so I didn't have like much work requirements so a Sunday night show didn't bother me right um and he goes want to go see Muse tomorrow night at the center and I'm like yeah sure why not I knew a couple of their songs I didn't know a ton I actually listened to a lot of their songs now because of that show I like okay. I really like their music but the opener was ex-ambassadors who do like oh sure who do like some of the songs they're in like they're they in car commercials. A,
0: they, yeah they've had some stuff renegades them, right?
1: been in a car commercial and yeah. things like that and I'm like I had no idea it was them I hear the song I'm like
0: oh wait I band? know this song oh I know this song okay okay no, I didn't know you're...
1: this was them like, okay, that's cool. And like, I'm like, so like, I get something out of that. Like there's, a, there's several, like there's several times you hear a song and you go, wait, I know that I didn't know who it was. That's really cool. I just saw that live. Okay. That's cool. You know? Yeah. So like, I, that's why I get a little interested in openers, but trust me, if, even if it's two hours for green day, I'm out. You, they will, they will hit you with new stuff, but they don't go over the top with it.
0: See, and they also haven't put out an album in a while. I think when this tour was originally they did a year together, ago, didn't they? Didn't they do a COVID tour, era? When this tour was originally put together, their their scheduled album came has out. Has that been was, out? Has that been out that long? I think so. But they now, did. They,
1: they did have a new single out like a month and a half ago.
0: Right. Which well,
1: actually, which actually, believe it or not, I, I like. What I always do. This is uh, my sister and I don't listen to a lot of the same music. Okay. So this is one of the few bands that we have that we're like, we like this band. We'll go see this band. You know, all that stuff. So when they put out a new song. I usually, like, I always sit there and go, like, especially if I haven't listened to it yet, I might have. But, well, like, has, has NBC but I sit there bought the both... rights
0: to play it four million times on the broadcast? Or Actually, I think they have. Fire Ready Aim or whatever it's called. It's, oof. I've,
1: I, I, I say I have a buddy who did not like that album at all. It, no. I, I pulled, my sister and I both listened to it and both pulled, like, three songs that were, like, that one's good. But it, it's not. Ne- it's never going to see the light of day. But we're, like. That one's pretty good. Like that one sounds like we do, we do that a lot too, by the way, with Green Day. We go that one sounds like, and then pick an older one. Like we sit there and and do that all the time. So when when they had a new single out, we both like listened to like twenty seconds of it, and she's got her head going a little bit, and I'm like, yeah, you like
0: this. This sounds like an older thing. This sounds good. This is good. Yeah, they're Green Day is one of those bands. They're 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 a little hit or miss for me. My uh, sister they, and I
1: also way back when. My sister and I also went and saw when they had that the, they turned American Idiot into a musical. Yep. We went and saw that too. I'm that extre- was fun.
0: Extremely, extremely jealous. Were you, there? Was... Were you there when he was there? No, 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 no.
1: We didn't go to okay. on, no. We didn't go on Broadway. We went when it was in Philly on like the touring oh. cast. But I, I do remember coming away from that show going like, that's a really fun way to create a story like i already knew the album kind of told a story I wanna but do they this- injected they not only used american idiot songs they injected 21st century breakdown songs into the storyline of this musical and i'm like this is really sick how they did that
0: all i know is that
1: and they were of, involved one, with
0: it too one of these days billy joel is going to do the same thing write right oh. a broadway musical with his music in it really oh tell come on Come on, think about his catalog and tell me that doesn't tell some stories. You Come need a on
1: story now. about like the stranger,
0: right? You got the stranger. You got scenes from an Italian restaurant. Well, you got, gee, She's it's always a woman. You like? Well, wait a minute. There's really Seen... good music. She's Minutes... always a woman. Is a phenomenal like musical ballad. Oh, it is. Well, he writes great ballads anyway. But but beyond the
1: point. Um, Scenes from an Italian restaurant is already a miniature movie. Scenes from an Italian restaurant was the nine minute songs on American Idiot before anybody even knew who Green Day was.
0: You know how the musical starts? Anthony works in a grocery store saving his pennies for some day.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, you're speaking my language. Is one Tell of me my I'm favor- wrong. Like, look, you've got you guys have already pointed out on the show that I listened to Billy, Country. Call me. <laughs> You guys, look. You guys have already pointed out on the show previously that I'm the country guy. I listen to country music, go to country concerts, all you that may stuff. Or may right? May
0: not own multiple cowboy hats.
1: Yeah. Um. But beyond the point of that, though, like you just hit on two of my favorite non-country artists to listen to. Like, right there. We've been doing this
0: show for, like, a year together. Billy Billy Joel,
1: like, two years ago, I'm so glad. Like, for all the years he'd been coming to Philly, it was one of those things where I went, why haven't I done this yet? And I did, and it was the year before COVID. And I'm, like, glad I did that. And when when COVID is over, I actually, one of the things, because my parents turned around and said they would go to a show like that. And I'm, like, you know what? I I think you should go see Billy Joel.
0: I got you one better. What's that?
1: 2015?
0: I saw him in the garden. Yeah, twenty rows from the stage. Was that when the Was that when the
1: residency started?
0: Twenty rows, five yeah. months in. Twenty rows from the stage on the floor on Billy Joel's birthday. Oh no! Does that mean there were guests? Uh, no, and not so he had an opening act, which he doesn't usually have, but it was Gavin DeGraw interesting okay sure he played about six songs he played all the gavin DeGraw songs you know i'm sure you know more but they, all, all six actually DeGraw no DeGraw i songs, don't but if i'm, oh, do I'm you not <laughs> you would know obviously I, I
1: know look i obviously i know who he is and i know like there's there, like i'm in already, love with a the girl there's no, i don't want to no, be that's what it was i don't i'm like i'm like the guitar riff from i don't want to be is playing in my head as i speak Sweet and i can't put a name on it. was yeah
0: yeah that was right See the Gavin DeGraw songs, right? Where you go, oh, like you said with ex-ambassadors, we're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was Gavin DeGraw. Oh, sure, okay.
1: No, but, the one I, the one I knew it was. I don't want to be. I just couldn't think
0: of the. Uh... So Gavin DeGraw did the opener, okay. And then during the intermission, because he took a little bit of an intermission, uh, Jimmy Fallon and Howard Stern came out. Are you kidding me? And then they set up a thing, and oh, and Jimmy uh, Jimmy Fallon brought his uh, his ragtime group. From the show with the, the oh, are the, you the, the color Pinstripe suits. Oh yeah, and uh, when Billy Joel came back out, we sang "Happy Birthday" to him. That's cool. That's really yeah, cool. yeah. But man, it okay. We got to wrap this show up because we are I going know. On We're far too a- long. <laughs> you and I can talk music after we wrap this show. But like <laughs> one more thing: if you've seen Billy Joel live, you know how special Piano Man is.
1: There's something. There's something spiritual that happens when he hey, starts yeah. at that.
0: All right. Speaking of spiritual. I don't know. It's Sunday. Uh, There's a joke here somewhere. Uh, (laughs) Something, something transition. Thank thank you
1: for coming to the church of YWT. We'll be back
0: next week. It won't be Sunday, though. If anything, it's the church of Billy Joe Armstrong. Let's get it right. Ah. All right. We're going to get out of here. We will be back. Not next Sunday. Mid next week. Uh, Follow our Twitter at YWT podcast for more information about that. (sighs) Uh, Follow Kevin at Kevin underscore Durso. You can find the show anywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts as well as YouTube and Facebook and et cetera, et cetera, as well as sportstalkphilly.com. Make sure to check it out there too. Uh, Until then, until next week, the season's almost over. We're on our way out of here. Take it.